All right. Oh, oh, I didn't. John, what? I cannot believe it. I was just going to ask you if you want to do a show, and I'm not even ready for once. Because for once. What, are you saying I'm not ready all the time? Come on. Man. Yeah. What? This show never happens until I ask you if you want this show to happen. Well, because I'm waiting for you to ask. So do you want to do a show or no? Uh, yes, I'd like to do a show. But that also sums up like... That was me stalling to get... To get the music <laughs> cranked in your ear. But that also is kind of like how I was growing up, too. Like, I would never... Even if a girl liked me, I would never... Yeah, what? I thought we already started. No, I said you you would never be ready. Oh, I would never be ready. I would never... I would, like, never make the first... I'll wait for you to ask me. You know what I mean? I know this is... Prob- well, that I did. I did. That was an opening yell. Oh, I, I, oh, now, oh, I'm, oh. now I'm normal. Um, because this is an emotional statement I want to make. So was, I think I was a little bit too much emotion involved there. Really? Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous, by the way. I'm Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. All right, there we go. Um, I know this is not going to become as a surprise to you because my oldest son is 13. He'll be 14 this year. Uh oh. But at. I don't even remember how. I don't even know how this conversation came up last night. But at dinner, he looked over me and he goes, you know my friends have, have been on the internet Googling you, right? And I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. What does that mean? Why, why oh. did you say it like that? Why, what is that? He's like, they've all seen your stand-up and stuff. And I'm like, oh. Oh, about them? Oh. No, no, no. Not about well, dipping oh. your kids in your pubic hair or whatever? That... I don't. Okay. But see, okay, so now you see where I'm going. Yes. So you had the same shock on my... <laughs> it, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God. All these years of everything that I've been freely posting online, whatever I want to say, whatever I want to do. Free speech. Brian's a lover of the First Amendment. But the thing is, it wasn't until he said that out loud that my dumbass, if you're listening to this right now, you turn it off. (laughs) If you, uh, that my dumbass. His friend leans over, turns it up. That my uh, dumbass finally put two and two together. And I was like, well, of course, of course. But here's where I'm panicking. And this goes for all my son's friends. Don't you be a piece of shit right now. Do you understand me? You, you, if you treat my son like crap, I will find you. Okay, I will, I will take in you. You what? guys don't know what taken is because you guys can't watch rated R movies yet. But when you do, just know well, it's why not are you good. Threat- you're threatening the kids? I'm not, I shouldn't threaten children. You're right. Probably my point not. Is, you're right. Take take away your, pro- I like how you're like, probably not. Take away your coach of the year. <laughs> take away your PTA presidency. Two of them. Two of them. I, already, I took those away on my own. Impeached. Um, but no, I then I started worrying about. I don't care. For of course, I was a classic stand-up comic, and I'm sure my wife looked at me like, "Whatever, dude." I said to him, "I go, what did they watch?" And he goes, "Oh, they watched your comedy. <laughs> did they pause, like it? Pause, <laughs> pause, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing." And I'm like, "Don't ask, don't say it, what did they don't think? say it." And that's exactly. Yeah, all of yeah, a sudden, yeah, I was like, "Beat, beat, beat." What did, did they say? Anything what did about they it? like it or was <laughs> it? Was I was it, so uh, I'm such a loser. He's, well, he's just like what? Like what? I don't know. Like what? What's their what was their favorite bit? Like what? Did and they... he laughed at me and he goes, "Yeah, no, they think you're funny." And I was like, "Oh God, thank God!" But then <sighs> that is you know what? Ego, I, can, I understand that really. Ego aside, ego aside, but never going back to then. I go back into panic mode. I'm like, "Gosh, I hope I'm not doing anything that's quote unquote dad nerdy that they're going to make fun of him about in high school or whatever." Because I'm not pulling the stuff off. I will say though. That and this gentleman will remain nameless because I don't I don't w- want to point it up. But I did receive a phone call. I've made a lot of stuff, produced as you know. I've produced a lot of videos over the last fifteen years. And uh, uh, when Police and Versus Firemen hit, all the videos got quite a few views. So they're out there. They're kind of in the in the universe of YouTube. And he called and he said, "I need you to take one of them down." And I was like, "What's up?" He goes, "Well, 
Amazon and his friends got a hold of it, and uh, it's kind of circulating right now. And uh, I know that video, and I was like, "Which was it? Oh, there was those were some dirty. They were adult. They're adult. There's some adult themed stuff, and I will leave it at this. There is a double dong dildo in one of them that he has in his hand, and I'm like, you know what, man? I'm gonna go ahead and take that one down. Like I like instead of me being egotistical and like, hey, man, that's that's taken away from my views and my hits and like well. showing my butt. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm looking at it from his standpoint. He's like, you know, it is funny. And I like it, but you know, you know. Now, do you think if this? So it's were, gone. I took it down. You took it I down. Now, it. ten years ago, would you have taken it down? What do you mean? If this guy came to you ten years ago, if it was up ten years ago, and like your kids were a lot younger, they weren't on the internet, would you would you have the attitude of like, hey, this is my art, this is what I've no, this here, is my comedy. Well, you know, here's the thing, because this 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 does come. You know, this comes up more frequently now than it has ever before in because of the way technology and the internet and social media works, that a lot of people are realizing, like, hey, it may have been funny 10 years ago, yes. but are people, right. is this going to hurt me yeah. to get a job? Or uh, something where I where it, I did it and we thought it was funny last uh, 10 years ago, and it was funny 10 years ago, but with the world has changed. And maybe not. it's not as funny uh, now. Well, I look at it now, I'm, I'm a realist. Dildos are always funny. There's That's, that's a timeless... That isn't. There's no. What there's he was no doing time stamp it. on dildos. And I want to be very clear. Um, what, what, the, not what he was doing with it, but what. what <laughs> I want to be real graphic in well, what was video, happening with the, the video puppet. Doesn't exist online the anymore. My point is the content of the video. Uh, there was nothing "quote unquote" offensive about yeah, it. He's waving but it around. When you're trying to, you know, that it was a long time ago, and when people are trying to continue to get work in this world, and that's not what they're about anymore. I look at it, I'm like, I don't really care. A decade ago, would I have been like, if you're thinking, would I have been worried about like how the views or the creativity would have affected me? No. no. I, I'm honestly, no, because at the end of the day. Hindsight's a I, little 2020. No, but I, but I'm a, I want to, I always pride myself on trying to be a human first and not, you know, tell Worrying someone about, to go, hey, well, say, of, screw off, man. But first this of all, is yeah. my world. You, you're going to have to learn how to deal with it. And you shouldn't have done it in the first... Like, I'm not that going to be that guy. Right. Well, because no one would want to work with you again. But I'm also realistic. Nothing that I have ever done, not one thing that I've ever done, has ever made made me or broke me. Right. So I don't care. If it disappears from from, from the internet, guess guess how many phone calls I got after I pulled it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. My, here's a question, though, with my little knowledge about the internet, and then we can bring in our guests. But, like, if... it. I've been sort of told, and I am under the impression that once it's on the internet, you got to hire like some black hat hacker to like go in and like scrub. Like you can't just take it down and it's gone. No, okay. Like well, someone a... could have downloaded yes. it. Yeah, so, you can't and get they rid could of all that Re-upload stuff. it. It's yes. just not going to be in the world where the kids might search for it. I'm not distributing it anymore. Right. But, but okay. So, so, so it's couple... not gone. Gone. I'm sure if you dug, but the thing is, is, you would have to know what you were looking for. Right, right, right. And I don't think anybody is taking that guy's name and keywording <laughs> "double dong dildo" to see if it's out there. I bet I think people do that with your name, <laughs> Brian Irwin. Double dong dildos. Okay, just give me one sec. Um, all of Tanner's friends and Tanner <laughs> and and my mom and dad. Dad, if you could just pause for just <laughs> if you could just fast forward for five minutes. Thank you. All right, back in. Sadly, there is a photograph that I keep in this other room. I don't even know why I still have it from when I was first doing stand-up. I have a double-dong dildo around my neck because we used to do double-dong dildo tosses yeah, okay. at a comedy club that's now defunct. Um, so 
it does seem to be thematically has has been around me, no pun intended, at some point. In when life. when we uh, punked, I was when I worked on punked. We there was a, an episode where we punked. Um, can I have anybody? Can they, can they listen yet? Or uh, they can, but it's more double dong dildo uh, stuff. No, then no. Okay, uh, get off. We punked uh, Chris, Kirsten Dunst, and she's a really good sport and whatever. And the bit was what it was, but within the bit, they uh, one of the accomplices presented her as a birthday gift with this. Um, we had gotten the art department had gotten a double dong like a huge black rubber flappy dildo and done it up to look like a Spider-Man dildo sort of because she had just Spider-Man had just come out whatever she opens it you gotta explain the joke she opens it uh, yeah uh, on camera and she's like she doesn't know she's being filmed whatever she's laughing she's like oh this is hilarious and and whatever and the bit happens and and it goes great and then that dildo gets she's like I don't need this if you guys want this back and I was like I'll take it so I took it from her and I kept it in my office and when at, at one at one point they were trying to do a behind the scenes show about punked and I didn't want it I was like no one cares about the behind the scenes of this office like uh, to me, it was irrational, and it cut into actually working and getting, making things better. Uh, so every time they tried to bring the cameras into my office to film me, I would wave that around and just make it so that it was always like on my face. Like always have it in frame. Like always try to be like for a lot of time, I wouldn't wear a shirt. Like I would take my shirt off, and they were like, "What are you doing?" I go, "I don't want to be in this shirtless comedy. I, I don't want to be in this." And like they were like, "Okay," and then finally it, it kind of just it went away. But but that dildo, like I remember somebody was like, "Yeah, I remember the first time I came to your office, you threw like this huge, double dong Spider Man dildo at me," and I was like, "Uh, I was kind of a weirdo." Yeah, yeah, I have to apologize to people now about stuff like that. But um, anyway, you know, yeah, but I, I, again, I different time, sure, and it's just like you know, you realize now. You're like, yeah, all right. Well, we're moving on from those things. You know what the, I mean? And that, I mean and, that, and that should be it. I I just don't. I just hope that, like, going back to what you're talking about, just to be clear. So there, the other other thing is, there it, you can find the majority of stuff. I think about seventy to eighty percent of everything that's ever been on the internet, of of not everything. So like, let's say you you you're like, I'm gonna be a blogger, and then you post a blog and no one sees it. <laughs> that most likely has been archived nowhere because right, right. there hasn't been enough hits for it. But if there's enough hits. There is, it does archive itself. So you can act, like when I worked in radio, there it is, drop. Thank you, get that out of the way. I was looking for, you know, because I, I realize now that I started radio uh, um, at LUM, was the, the station that I was looking for in 1994. So you, that's 25 years ago, right? Right. So I was like, gosh, I wonder if there's anything of me there. I had to go, and it, there, somebody said, oh, there's a thing. It's something archived, whatever. And that's um, where that comes from. Like, you, you can get that stuff. It's archived. But you have to know what you're looking for. Right. You have to be searching for it. Yeah, yeah. But sure. again, going back to what I was saying before is that I, what I don't like about the world we're in now is that everything you've ever done in your entire life, if someone doesn't like you, they bring it up from 50 years ago and go, you're right. a jerk. And oh, you're no, no, right. Jerk. When I say and apologize, that, I don't mean like, oh, I was, I was a, a sexual predator. I mean, I mean, it was a guy. I threw a dildo at him. I was like, oh, yeah, man, sorry about that. Not like... I've really learned a lesson. I'm right. not, that's not my apology. My apology is, yeah, I probably shouldn't have thrown no, something but when at I'm, you. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. And I think this is one of, another one of his layers of worries. Was, and I, cause I, but I, my attitude was like, dude, we were, you were being silly. You weren't doing anything, you know. Um, dude, uh, I you mean. Were just, you, were, you were just messing around with it with some other dude and, and, and like, using it as a prop, and that's it. Right, like not in that way. It was no, just no, not a point. I, I got, I got. Right. I, I'm just. Um, I want to yeah. be clear about something as we we talk today, which they probably also can hear us. There's literally right on the other side of this wall, and I didn't know it. So the house next door is, you know, has been purchased. 
they decided yesterday to start, and I totally forgot about this. They just started ripping apart the kitchen, oh. and they're also redoing their electrical. So right on the other side of this wall, that really is uh, like that's they're, really they're, sounds like it's in the house. They're within three and a half physical feet of our guest. So they're enjoying the the double they, dong dildo stories. Yeah, they're probably wondering what on earth because they're this the, guy does a podcast about dildos. That's pretty good. This is not a soundproof <laughs> basement. Let's just put it that way. It's the Brian Irwin Family Basement Studio. <laughs> That's what I try to call it in every post. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's bring in our guest. Yeah, that was, by, I, by I the way, though, that her. was good. That was kind of a good. Uh, that like, was that like, was good fodder on what like as a dad you forget you you're like it just comes out of nowhere because you made the jokes you made about your kids especially were like they all they did was point it they always turned around and pointed at you as the idiot and then. Right. And then it was all kind of like they were too young to do anything about any of it. It's like, I dipped your kid in your beard hair, and now he's got pubes all over. Like, Can what I is say this? something? I will say this, though. It's having now found that out and realizing that, and, and we'll bring it in one sec. I apologize. It's one Because I think this is funny to me. Is that having found that out and realizing that they had seen that. This, has been, this isn't, didn't just happen yesterday. They've all known me, seen me around. They've all seen this for about a year or so, mm. which means when I'm hanging out with them and I'm all serious and I'm driving in the car, they're looking at they're me going, I've, I've heard you talk about your balls. We know what you like do they, on they, stage, yes. old man. So You're a like, goofball. So Stop trying to, to tell us what I'm to do. I'm doing that classic. I'm, cr I'm playing the role of a parent, and they're like, this is bullshit. I know yeah. everything about you, and yeah. whatever you're doing here... I know, dude. Yeah. I know. And it's like, I'm not keeping it secret, but I forgot that, like, there's no key to unlock stuff on the internet. It's just a matter of whether or not they're genuinely interested in you to do a Google search. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Guest. Um, so you don't think this is going to, like, be super effective? No, as long okay. as we're talking. Look, it's, it is what it is. Right. Well, what yeah. are we going to do? I don't know. Exactly. Go over there and give them 20 bucks to stop. No. It's like a production when somebody starts doing their leaf blower or whatever and they want money and you're like, here's $500. Like, okay, I won't do it for an hour. You know what? This is the wild west of podcasting. It is what it is. There's yeah, that's true. Uh, but we have, a, 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 in my opinion, a very special guest today. Um, uh, uh, I'll, I'll bring it here and then we'll talk pause. about how I, how, why I think this is, this is so great for me. And I know that at least uh, two of my friends are going to be ecstatic about this episode. <laughs> Um, well, meaning like from 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 my hometown. I uh, uh, our guest today, actress uh, Sento Moses Mikan, originally from Warrenville, Illinois. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the only two. She only got two out early. Right. She yeah. got out well, early. We put it on the map, right? No, you you. <laughs> I'm telling you. John, John put it on the Thomas Guide. Okay. You. Put yeah. It. I put it on the map. I mean, yeah. it was that was some legit like y you were you've been acting. Since like the early '80s, actually before that. Oh, yeah. you were in oh, what? I got my SAG card in 1978. Were you a Gerber baby or something? I, my first uh, my first uh, job was a diaper commercial. Wait a minute. So I was when six was months the last old. Time, when was the last time you lived in Warrenville? I lived in Warrenville. 1990 was the last time. Wait, I moved what? Out here you when left I was when you were a puppy. Yeah, I moved uh, out uh, here when uh, I was 16. Okay, uh, and then but, but you were in Warrenville until 1990. Until 1990, yeah. Oh, but you were going to school. Out I was going of Warrenville. to school in the city. Yeah, I was okay. going to school at the Chicago Academy for the Arts, and then there I would, we go. You know, take the train back and forth. Because she knew early on. Get well, out. <laughs> well, get out. No, but I mean, if you're doing diaper commercials in 79, yeah. can I ask I you mean, a question? Sure. Um. I don't know if John explained you on the show because we're going to go all over the place. So there's no all there's right. no chronological order. So to be yeah. totally be okay with that. All right. So Warrenville, Illinois, yes. is approximately how far away from Chicago? Like 
probably about 30, 40 minute drive okay, if so you're not sitting in traffic. Okay, so it's actually not that far. No, no, it's a west suburb. I was curious as to how one even has the inkling of wanting to do any type of commercial advertising work or any of yeah, that kind of well, stuff. Yeah, well, my mom was a model. And this was before models went back to modeling what, was after she, they had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you another question? Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> was she in the witness protection program? Because I'm curious how she ended up in Warrenville if she was a model. She was not, but she used to work at the Playboy After Dark Club in Chicago. Which, which I, I heard was really cool. Or does she not? Did yeah. she say it was not? No, cool? she said it was very cool. It was very okay. respectful. She wore the little bunny outfit, but it yeah. wasn't like what we think of Playboy is. No, right. It, it was, was more of a laid back nightclub. Yeah, it was a very yeah. classy. So wait, she worked as a she was at Playboy After Dark. Yeah. Well, did she happen to? Can we get your mom on the show? Can we get, <laughs> did she happen to be? Oh, you would love to have Kathy on the show. Did yeah. she happen to be there when the Grateful Dead were there? You know, I don't know. I'd have to ask her. This was stuff that just came out yeah. to me in like the last like five years because we were right. talking about the origin of my name, and I knew that my friend, that my mom's friend Bonnie, heard it in Scandinavia and brought my name back and said, "Hey, if you have a daughter, you should name her Senta." What I didn't realize was that Bonnie was a bunny with my mom. Like Bonnie the bunny. Yeah, my mom is one of those people that drops little tidbits of information out of nowhere, and you're like. Blown away. How old yeah. are your parents? Uh, my mom is 75 okay. and my dad is 73. So they're from an era they are. where they don't share. We were talking about this. Yeah, we it's talked so about this true. last week. It's like, so, especially like medical information. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Now that, <laughs> that's was, information that's handy. I, you need I, yeah, that. Stuff. I was more talking about like, they just that they, you know. Do as I say, not as I do. Like, yeah. We don't oh, even know what you much. do. I like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's none yeah. of your business what but I did. But then you like, get like their friends around and their friends start yeah. talking. And I was actually, oh God, this reminds me. I was sitting at the table with my mom. We were having dinner a few months ago. And she says to me, she says, you know, I feel like I should tell you, your grandma dated Al Capone's brother. And I was I like, feel like, like I should tell <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, like just out of the blue. And I feel like we should job. be writing a book together. Right. Like, what? Like, How did you leave this information out? She's just, that's what happens to me. I'm in a constant state of, oh, what is she going to say next? Wow. Did you know your grandma? I did, yeah. She dated Al Capone's brother. Yeah, she's buried six headstones away from him in Chicago. Al Capone's so. brother or Al Capone? Al Capone. Oh, wow. Right? What? Yeah, yeah. What if there's information about your grandma in the real vault they can't find? Oh, yeah. Do you remember when they opened his vault? Right. Geraldo? She could be in there. <laughs> she could no. be in there? <laughs> bones. The bones of my grandma. I thought grandma was over there. <laughs> nope, nope, she's in Al Capone's nope, vault. Nope, they just put everybody Sorry, that he knew in That's the right. vault yeah, and exactly. locked and closed. Yeah. So, all right, so Warrenville, wow. the way John always has positioned Warrenville, it's a very small, small oh. town, which it, may, it is. It, not but anymore. But it's not that far not away anymore. from. Right, but when I was there, it was like itty-bitty. It, it was, was like 2,000 people. Like, I remember when we got the Burger King and the McDonald's. Like, it was the city stopped and celebrated. And I feel like, and honestly, that feels like so much later. Guys, gals, ladies, gentlemen, my point is, though, that when I say small town, I'm not talking about as a small town just in numbers, but I, but the thing is, is 30, and I understand 30 to 40 minutes in the Midwest is not 30 to 40 minutes here on right. the West Coast. Right. 30 to 40 minutes for many people is a day trip mm -hmm. in the Midwest to where here we're like, that's how long it took John to get, and you probably yeah. to get to my house today. Yeah. That's just part of the life we live in. So... When I say small mind, small town, you I always look at it like... You almost small-minded, and that's okay. Well, <laughs> meaning, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah. in the middle of nowhere, or basically so so far detached that the big city seems like... It's not a thing that people did, or was it? Wasn't. It no, wasn't. it wasn't. Okay, I mean, so I had her to going to school there was a was not normal. Oh, it wasn't that like was a grand negotiation with my dad because okay. my dad wanted me to stay close to Warrenville and to go to school close to Warrenville. And the idea of I mean, when I started high school, I was thirteen. So the idea of taking the train at thirteen, forty-five minutes into the city, and then being amongst the city folk 
It was yeah. terrifying for my dad. So, so it's, it's that drastically different. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. It Especially, is. I mean, back then, even more so because now with internet and, and like travel and how we can get in and out of the city before there was a train right. or you had to drive in. Yeah. There, like, I mean, I guess those are still the only options really, but like it was a, it was a trek. And right. once you got there, it wasn't like home. I didn't start going to the city until I was 15. And that's because you could drink there and they didn't say <laughs> shit. Yeah. Well, it was our escape. Like my friend and I from high school, we would sneak out of, you know, her parents' basement and drive down to the city. It was like, wow. Yeah, it was a place to go. Wow. You know, well, it was yeah. exciting. for a lot of people, yeah. too, if I remember correctly, even when I would, because I grew up in Wisconsin, like going. Oh, God, are you a Packer fan? Yeah, so going to. <laughs> John. Um, oh, oh you all right, see, I'm oh, done. He, oh, he doesn't have the flag. He doesn't have the flag out front. Uh, oh. I, but Brian. if it makes you feel any better. Uh, in my kid's bedroom, I, I hung up what I believe is one of the greatest football players of all time, which Walter is Walter Payton. Payton yeah. Okay. So it is hanging. That's my Sweetness. that's He's I only own two posters. Okay. From my childhood, one of them is Walter Payton, and on my other kid's wall. Is it Aaron Rodgers? No. It, Barbara. Well, well, no and no, but I would. Mike Holmgren. <laughs> no, it's Bill Buckner, which I got okay. to meet Bill Buckner uh, at spring training last year, and like that was like I got I turned into like a two year old like dribbling little yeah, boy. Yeah, Buckner right? played played for the Cubbies, baby. Oh. Yeah, I did anyway. Cubbies. So I uh, um I because I, I I was born in Cook County, Illinois, and okay. my first eight years I was an Illinois kid, mm. and cable kept me in touch with Chicago. Right. But eventually, you spend enough time in Wisconsin, you it become happens. a Wisconsin fan. Your brain yeah. becomes a mashed potato. Anyway, um, one of the things that is very very true about Chicago is that it doesn't matter how close you think you live traffic is a nightmare. So oh, for a lot bad. of people it's like yeah, you may be 30 to 40 minutes outside of it, but mm -hmm. depending on when you're going it's a lot it feels a lot longer than oh, that. Yeah. It's a mess getting in and out, you know. Yeah, I mean it it was it was it was just not a normal thing to do. Like and, and I don't know if you ever knew Ron Kubalanza. I might know the face. I'm horrible with names. No, that's fine. He lived uh, li right next to Cerny Park. He had like oh, 10 brothers and sisters. Like they had a huge family, but he went to school downtown as well. He went to St. Ignatius. Okay. But he was like a close friend of mine that was was like, yeah, I'm not going to Central. I'm going to downtown. I'm like, what? Right. Why would you? Jesus, that's far to go to school. Like school's annoying. Don't you want to get in and get out? And like, yeah. I was just like uh, trying to get it over with. And he was like, nah, I'm going to go down here and do this. I'm like, all right. Weird. Oh, I loved it. Going yeah. down to Chicago. School down there changed my life. It was great. Yeah. Great. I mean, and you, it was a, uh, an arts yeah, school. Yeah, the Chicago so Academy for the Arts. And again, uh, how did all that come about? Like, when, when, when were you identified as, like, okay, she's not taking the normal path of, like, just, just well, you know, to your math, you know what I mean? Math, yeah, English, test um, out, get out of school. Well, I went to Montessori up until seventh grade. So I was already in the outskirts of schooling. Yeah. We'll yeah. call it that. Yeah. Was that. Yeah. Was that based on wh what your parents wanted for you, or was that... Uh, was that based on what they saw in you? Probably a little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, I was working as a kid growing up, so I wasn't in school all the time. I would fly to New York uh, or Chicago or New York or uh, Los Angeles early. to uh, audition and stuff. Diaper commercials, nice. Wait a minute, you were flying to New York just to audition? Yeah, yeah. So that's so, but that's so that's a commitment that your parents had to say we're going to do this because that's an expense. It is. It is. And like I had an agent in New York and an agent in LA and depending on the job and what was closer and easier that's where I would travel to because there was nothing going on in Chicago back then. I mean it was like Yeah, I mean print and that's it. Oprah, but that wasn't yeah. even until a little later. Right. 
And well, they had sadly, she never asked me on that like, Yeah, <laughs> unless you're a camera operator, I don't right. know why that would be beneficial. Well, yeah. Chicago is obviously known for having huge ad agencies, but that's where they just did the creative. All the production yeah. was being done in Los Angeles and New York and, and all had, that kind of stuff. They have great theater, and I did a bit yeah. of theater when I was younger, but I always had a passion for film and television. So, you know, when I graduated school, my manager at the time was like, you know, plays or TV and film. And I said, TV and film. And she's like, great, come to L.A. And that's how I ended up out here. But and yeah, you moved out here in 1990. In 1990. Yeah, but we're still. I'm still trying to figure out like th- this. I want to. I want to go back because I yeah. know you were joking about doing this, the print ads and diapers. But at what point did your mom? Because obviously you were have been pretty young to go. All right, w- w- I'm fine with this. Or is it something that she also wanted to do? Like, how do you, as a young young child? Yeah. How do you start getting in this process? Because like you hit the nail on the head. You're going to be missing school. Right. You're going to be flying all over the place. You're not going to live a normal You have to make choices. Childhood yeah. life. School and that's dance. A, some sacrifices. So how, did that, yeah. right. how did this all start? How did the, the, the not going the normal path start for you? I think that it was primarily motivated by me. Like, my parents were always very upfront. Like, as soon as this stops becoming fun, we're done. I was the first person to get car keys when I turned 16. My mom was like, take your ass to your own audition. There like, you go. You know, they weren't, they you weren't stage parents. It wasn't because it was something they wanted to do. It was something that I loved to do. And okay. as I continued to love it, they let me stay in it. Okay. So I don't know if Montessori was probably a little bit of both of, of because of who I was and what I wanted to do and also because of my parents' beliefs in terms of the school system. Sure, yeah. So, you know, it was just, and then going down to Chicago Academy for the Arts, I had gone to St. Francis High School in Wheaton, Illinois for two years, and let's just say, say I, I wasn't a strong fit. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I didn't know too many people that went to St. Francis, oh, but it yeah. Just, it, it, th- some of them are very lovely people, but the majority of them were not my people. Yeah, you know, Fair and enough. and I learned pretty quickly that I wasn't into the same things that they were, and uh, I had some teachers that were less than fabulous to me, and I think between all of that, my dad just realized, okay, you know, in order to help my daughter get through adolescence and childhood and do what she wants to do, I gotta let her go to the Chicago Academy for the Arts and and study theater. And well, good for your parents. Music. Yeah, but also they, there must have been a level of, because I I mean. You you must have been a very mature kid. All I did was hang out with adults. So yeah, yeah. but but like the uh, the uh, like and you didn't become like Drew Barrymore. Right. And that I'm not shitting on Drew Barrymore. I'm just saying like she had a rough upbringing. She got really into drugs right. and alcohol at a very early age. And we haven't kinda, gotten to that with her yet. We don't know. Well, I I know just because, but yeah. but because no, I, I made a joke earlier. I said I'm a child actor without a drug problem. So, but but yeah. like your parents must Anymore. have known. Anymore. Right. Because yes. I. I, I <laughs> I didn't have. I wasn't like a, a a drug addict at like fourteen either. But I'm yeah. sure my parents would be like, "You're not going down to the city, moron. You can barely well, handle this." Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. It's just I, ha- I I don't know you for long, right? And I know you too long. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and side with your parents. No, 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 no. I'm not. They're I'm gonna go ahead and correct. say, "Yeah, you're probably I didn't gonna be okay." They would have been correct. <laughs> I would not have had the maturity level to deal I with saw some of your photographs but, from your I childhood. Mean, my parents <laughs> were all over me though. I mean, when I was seven, I was doing Annie. And, uh, you know, it was a big thing back then to be an orphan. And they invited all of the orphans to Studio 54. And my you mom doing said, in, in New York okay. and all around the country. Oh, uh, okay. And my mom said, um, no, my seven year old is not going to Studio 54. <laughs> so my parents were really like on top of 
Smart. keeping me. Yeah, they you know yeah. they let me do kid things, but they wouldn't let me get involved in that adult culture of drugs Which and is, alcohol. But and that's smart because there's a fine there's a fine line. Like yeah. <clears throat> the loss of childhood and and that kind of innocence is what a lot of times just leads to that other stuff. Right. Whereas if you're allowed to keep maintain, like yes, you're working. Right. Yes, you have to memorize your lines. Yes, you have things to do that other kids don't do, but you love those things. Right. That's not work for you. That's part of that's your play fun time. and mm-hmm. playtime. The rest of it should also be you being a kid. There should be roller skating parties oh, and pizza yeah. parties and sleepovers and all that crap that I think kids do. I don't know. As she says, but I didn't have any of those either. Oh, no. Uh, but, 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 but it's important. Yeah, but you go out and you, like, the majority of my close friends growing up were not actors. Perfect. Oh, okay. So I That's would, like, I would go back to, quote, normal life and hang out with them and, you know, play Barbies and yeah. ride bikes and be do all kid. those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, I think. Your parents did a great job with that then. Yeah, they really... that's important. Whoosh, it could have gone south real quick. It well. could easily. They could just go, yeah, you're in the city. Okay, sh- so-and-so is going to be your friend. They have an apartment down there. Yeah. You're going to oh, stay I down there on weekends. Down there. Like, I always had to come back. Yeah. That could have easily gone a different way. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. But obviously, in your head, it was already kind of going a certain way. You're like, I like acting. I like it. This yeah. is what I'm doing. All right, this so you're little. Do. Yep. By the way, speaking of drugs... um. Uh, Somebody snorted. Co- I was at the coffee shop down the street, and a guy literally just started snorting coke <gasps> at the table across from me. And I was like, "Is this really happening? Like right now?" And then after he did it, then he started walking towards the street and talking to himself and like leaning into traffic. I'm oh. like, "Oh, okay, you're not even not saying it's any of its normal behavior." I was right. like, "But this, this is the first time I was like, what is this? The 1980s?" Or like, or yeah. like hate Ashbury. I was yeah, just up right. there, and it was like <laughs> it people was just so doing bumps weird. on the street. Speaking You're like, of doing right. drugs. But anyway, back to you. That is weird. Um, so, okay, so the first thing you did was what? A diaper commercial. Okay, and obviously, so uh, it wasn't you telling people to put diapers on. You actually had a diaper I on. I had a which diaper. Means, so right. you have zero memories of this. Zero memories. Actually, the majority of my career before I was 16, I have zero memory of. Do you have any copy of any of that stuff? My mom has everything on tape. <gasps> okay, good. Oh, yeah. Good, oh, good, oh, good, it's good. It's lovely. Good. When I was growing up, she would go, oh, come here. I got to show you something Santa did. And I'm like, you know. Oh, she's an actress. Right. Here's her in a diaper <laughs> making pee-pee. Mortified. <laughs> my, my, the invitation to my 16th birthday party was my first headshot where you see my naked bottom. <laughs> I'm like, and she put it right on the invitation <laughs> for my 16th birthday party. Yes. That's good. There you go. Well, you, you know, you and I good have something you, familiar. I, I worked in the studio of Chicago. I was the wholesome bread boy. Yes. Brian, oh. also oh, a child actor. Yeah, no, yeah. not a child actor. Child, just a child looker. I love a child that. print looker. model. Um, so what is the, what's the first thing you remember doing, even if it was just like randomness of like stuff that you were involved in and just the bizarreness of uh, what was going on? Annie is probably the first thing that I remember. And really? I was, I Were was you then? No, I was Molly. I Molly. was the little one. I okay. was six when I auditioned, but back then you couldn't bring a child on tour before they were seven. So Martin Sharnan said, we can't bring you on now, but you know, we, we'll call you before you turn seven. And my mom, being my mom, was like, honey, take the compliment. It's not going to happen. But just, you know, that, just take the compliment. And two weeks before my seventh birthday, mm-hmm. he called and I went to New York and went on tour. And oh that experience God. is probably my first memory of of performing and being an actor and 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 on, on tour yes mom came with or you had the the they had the uh, I guess not the teachers but whatever those people yeah are yeah no ma- hands. Ma- mom came with okay mom all the moms came all with. the moms did yeah come my with. mom okay. particularly was very involved okay yeah so she came with me it was thirteen months and then uh, my dad would come visit us you and know every few cities interesting um maybe you don't find it interesting I find it interesting that you. Uh, did not live in New York, which I'm assuming where they were casting. Mm-hmm. And you would think of the gazillion people out there that they could have just found a group right. of local people. 
that they actually chose you from Warrenville, which is actually pretty cool. So it, it's do you do you uh, now later on did you learn about the process of that, on how that all came about? No, I think I just sort of took it as another audition. Like I don't think in my little six year old head I thought it was. No, I mean, after the fact. Did you find out what the process was? I mean, that's a pretty big thing to get, right? It, it actually, huge. not until you mentioned it. <laughs> Just now did it actually occur to me that that's really weird that they cast someone from Warrenville, Illinois. Interesting. But, but yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, weird. you yeah. obviously were in the New York circuit because the agents, I'm assuming, were representing you were in New York. So yeah. when they're actually looking at it... Right. I, I guess I'm looking at it from a producing standpoint of, like, they go... Well, we like this girl, and then they'd be like, "Well, you know, just so you know, we'd right. have to house her. We have to that, give her yeah, all this. I mean, well, I guess, but it's a tour, it so they would have to do everybody. Had to do it, and I think everybody was from all different cities around the country. And you know, being an Annie, I think a lot of kids wanted to do it, so people would come from all over the country to the New York auditions to audition, and then the touring companies were chosen out of the, those auditions. How many? So when you say touring companies, so there's multiple tours happening. I at was once? in the third. Um, I was in the third One at national a time? tour. I, I don't think they ran simultaneously. Okay. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think they did. But I think there was like four or five. I think that all speaks also to, one, Annie was extremely popular. I oh, mean, it yeah. not only was a comic strip and a hit movie and a Broadway movie, like it was everywhere. Right. You couldn't get away from it. And two... That's back when the entertainment industry just threw money around like it oh. was nobody's business. Like people, like remember when they, if you ever meet like an older commercial actor, they're like, "Yeah, I bought two houses on oh, five yeah. commercials," and you're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I've done eighty commercials. Right. I'm renting an apartment." Like, oh, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Not the anymore. same thing well, anymore. Because when I would book nationals when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, I'm loaded." Sad. Like, because yeah. they would run. They would run for months and months and months and years and years and years and years. I had a Staples commercial that ran for like four years. Yeah, they, they, they don't do it the way they do now, which no. is short attention spans. Exactly. Get, it, get it in, get it out, be done with and it. And sometimes, and now, and yeah, you book a national commercial and it ends up in a drawer. And you're like, well, mm -hmm. there goes the renovation on my kitchen. What? Yeah. So, can, so uh, I don't know much about Annie, so forgive me. So it's the okay. character that you had, does it, does it, does it, it does the character on stage mm -hmm. have moments where you get reactions from the crowd? And do you remember that? She does, and I do. I remember. And what did that feel like? I uh, how could you not love it? Yeah. Right. I it mean, isn't that kind of what actors are all about? Is loving the applause and the appreciation and the laughter and all yeah. of that. And yep. and Molly was very much a comedic. The character of Molly was very much a comedic relief, and you know they would throw her in a box, and it got a big laugh, and and so uh, yeah, I remember loving that. I remember loving performing, and I was the littlest and the youngest, and so you always got fun. the oh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly. No one booed you. <laughs> no, I know. Boo! Uh, what a cute kid. Yeah. Boo! I might have emotionally blocked that out though, because yeah. there are haters out there. You know? <laughs> I think I think at that age though, I don't think anyone's booing a six-year-old. <laughs> Let's hope not. Maybe nowadays. Yeah. Now like now we have a different society. Right. right. For you at that age, because obviously having kids, I'm always fascinated on what they what they get out of these types of mm -hmm. things. Were you more? What did you get more out of that when you look back on it? Were you more excited about the performances uh, on the nightly basis, or were you excited about like other like little weird, yeah, extra things like whatever city we were going on, whatever the plane was, whatever the bus was? Like, were there right. other things that? you as a kid became fascinated with when you're on tour? I think it was it, it was both of those. Because I, I, I never missed a performance, which I think speaks to the fact that I loved it. Like, mm -hmm. even when I was sick, I would perform. I didn't care. I loved it. But then, like, my mom would say, you know, because I was earning money, uh, she would say, well, every new city we go to, you can pick out a doll. 
So it was very much about getting to the next city and to getting get a that new next doll. doll. That was a thing. Yeah, for you. that was you a thing. Like, yeah. That was a thing. In fact, one of the dolls I got was uh, in San Francisco on the wharf. I adopted one of the very first Cabbage Patch Kids. One of wow. the first one hundred. She's cloth. Her name is Melanie Anastasia, and she's currently at my house. Wow. Like, <laughs> I mean, Before people started stabbing each other for them. Exactly. Yeah. You got, was, you got in there and right, got out. Yeah, I got in real quick. Um, but we had to take you know the adoption. We had our hands up, and we had to take. The adoption like, it was a very oh, important like, it was deal. Very serious. Yeah. So getting the new doll in each city was a big deal for my seven-year-old self. Do you have them all still? I have the majority of them. I mean, you got the, if you got the original, that original Cabbage Patch, my guess is. Do you is display that or is it packed <coughs> away? Oh, no. No, Melanie is up on a shelf displayed with her adoption certificate. She's like, you know, a work of art now. But my, I do have them all, but that's more because of my mom than because of me. My mom. Right. She's just well, yeah, you're also a child. You could also. No, but it sounds like your stuff. mom kept, like, I, like again, I wouldn't call it hoarding, but she's obviously very proud of everything you've yes. done, and she Keeps is everything. Yeah, I mean, my mom is 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 very much the same way in the sense yeah. that, like, you know, but first time I ever did fifteen minutes at the comedy union. Her, and my aunt flew to California to yeah. so, wow, I was like, it's just fifteen. They were like, well, we're gonna be there, and I was like, okay, and I'm sure they were like. Well, you got a long way to go. Keep working <laughs> at it. Like, you know. But that's, but that's not what that, that was support. about. No, 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 no. Of course not. Of course not. But, but way, you yeah. painted the picture that your mom came <laughs> to be a jerk, by the way, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> Flew no, all but, the way in to let you know that, like, it's not, not, not yet. Right. Not yet. Got to go. But, but yeah, I mean, the fact that she keeps pr- every newspaper clipping, every yeah. tape, every commercial, every, you know, all and that stuff. And you know, stuff I is, used to roll my eyes when I, what is that? Wow. Sound? Is that more drilling? I don't know. We we can go out. We, we can bring them into the podcast, guys. Oh. You can tell what the, the the noises that you we'll today call that on podcast. Blueprints <laughs> with Brian Irwin. The, the noises that you make. Yes, identify these noises. Uh, as long as we are talking, and it know, should for the most part it should it, drown it, it, it out. It, it drowns most of it yeah. out. Yeah. It's, it is what it. Welcome to the wild west of podcasting. I love it. I okay? love it. But what I was saying is, my mom. Uh, when I was younger, I would roll my eyes at everything she kept. Like, Mom, I can't believe you're keeping yeah, that. It's so it's a press release. Like, who cares? Just throw it away, right? Now I'm like, oh, do you remember? Do you remember that press release from the show? Can I see it? <laughs> you know, you get sentimental yes. as you get older. Because yeah. I, I don't. I mean, and I'm. A, I mean, you might not be aware, or you might not think about this very often, but you, that is. Uh, the fact that you've been a working actor oh. since 1979, oh, no. John, I'm fully is grateful. Insane. It is the biggest gift because it is. Yeah, there it's are people working of. today that, it, like, six months from now won't be working. That you yeah. know, what I mean? it's it's such a crazy business of like highs and lows. That, and I'm sure you had your lows, and oh, I'm yeah. sure there were, like, times uh, in your life. Are you telling her story for her? No, Well, I'm just... he's right on the money, so I'm going to let him tell it. But, no, no. there are definitely <laughs> years where, like, I didn't work at all. I think the thing is, like, you know, just to, to never live at your means, to constantly live below your means. So if you're a series regular on the show, don't be living like a series regular on a right. show. Put your money away, because guess what? In two years, you're not going to work for three. <sighs> it's like that's just kind of the reality of it. That's exactly no, that what I've never done, the, Was that way. something that was instilled in you uh, with your parents My as well? My dad, yeah. Like they, because you know when you when you say and again I I don't I don't want to you know broad stroke stage parents but it, you wonder sometimes if they're also living the world with them and so that there's carelessness of yeah. like well the money's in let's all enjoy this ride right let's all go on together. a vacation let's, let's buy a bigger stuff. house yeah so but your yeah. dad had a job like My there was a, never yeah he was a state farm agent oh yeah you, you they know? weren't I dipping like into guys. your I like funds those guys. yeah like super logical super. 
All right, you Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I had one. <laughs> oh, okay. No, the I Haney actually... family. I had I, oh. Wayne and Larry Haney. I had the, those, oh. that. Those are my. See, I remember them. They were your boys. If they're good people, you never forget them. Were you going to say you met Aaron Rodgers? No, oh. I was going to say I actually <laughs> tweeted State Farm during the last Bears game, and I said you need to stop airing the Aaron Rodgers commercials during the Bears game. Yeah. Or I will drop your insurance. Like yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You must have really enjoyed that last Bears game. It was a. Oh. It was a cute one. Oh. <laughs> um, John quit football, but we'll talk about that. Well, in until next year, right? You didn't quit permanently. No, he. No, no, I've, I've, been off, I've been off it for like a good five years now. He's, he's angry. Really? He's angry yeah. at football. Yeah. But it's just getting fun again. He's not coming back. Nah, the NFL itself is a is a is a is a he's flawed. Not back. It's a okay. flawed uh, like business. humans, but he won't come but, back. But yeah. But up, uh, but I'm all I'm all Cubs, all Blackhawks. Blackhawks oh. suck. I watch those games. God, they they suck this year. It's so bad. Did you wear the Cubs hat today, knowing that I was coming in? He or always did, didn't even think about didn't it think actually. About it. I actually thought that he wore a Brewers hat last time I was here, and I was like, Ugh, oh enough no. Of that. Yeah. So then I was like, because I usually Occidental College, <laughs> Occidental Tigers, then Oxy, Oxy, in Glendale, in right? No, it's right down the street here. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's where President Obama went to school. Oh. Right down the street here. Okay. Cool. Oh. So now everyone's wondering what we're all wearing. Um, no, I, just, I was just <laughs> representing, letting letting her know what the hat was that I had. Yeah. No, I just pulled this Cubs hat. I actually I pull I put on a different one. Then I was like, well, I don't like the red bill today, and then I put on the regular oh, there one. There he it's is. Strong. How yeah. long did you do Annie for? How many uh, years? Or was 13 it? months. 13 months. Yeah. Okay, so, and then was it nonstop? Yes. Wow. Yeah, we, we switch cities basically every, like, two to three weeks. And so you had to be schooled. They bring a school teacher An with, right? Teacher. That's how that works, right? Yep. Okay, is that, so. is that as Was that as big a joke then as it is now? Uh, a set teacher? Yeah. Uh, it was a little bit more hardcore back then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen it today, and I'm like, this is how this kid's getting educated? Right. Wow. Well, now it's, like, all iPads and, like, you know, they're yeah. playing card games. They basically bring their that's work to the school. That's a good, that's a yeah. good point. Um, but so, all right, so you so you do that. Um, do, I'm curious, how did you, you were seven, so you would have been eight, probably what, finished, but you eight by the time you were done. So yeah. better, a little bit better memories. Do you have a little better memories towards the end of that? Um, it's all kind of a blur. Were of you Annie. really sad when it was over? I was sad I was, because. I'm just curious emotionally how a child deals with someone when they go, yeah, well, it's, it's hard because known. that's that's kind of a learned behavior as you grow up in this industry that there's this weird thing that happens when you're on a show, whether it's a play or a TV show or a movie, like those people become your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and you think you're going to be friends with forever. them forever. You're like, we'll have dinners, we'll hang We're out. We're going to be the best. We're going to be at each other's weddings. Yeah, you never see them again. Yep. Well, yeah, also because you, you guys are from all over the place. It's right. not like you all went back to the same neighborhood you yeah, just came from. Yeah, it's not like they moved in with me and we all continued to right. hang oh, did out. We you? did Annie in my backyard right. for another 10 years after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting because, you know, again, looking at it from a parent standpoint, your mom and your dad have to be prepared for that because they've got to realize that that's some heavy shit. Oh, yeah, for a seven-year-old to, to deal yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you, do, you, do, you, um, do you remember a lot about how you felt after that? And also the other thing, too. Your life is so drastically different. You're constantly on the road. You're getting a lot of adulation. You're doing a lot of stage performance, and then yeah, and that all <laughs> ends real quick. And yeah. then you go back to normal life. Do you remember that normal life part of, for a little bit? That time, that I short do. period of time. Uh, you know, I what remember. You were like, I, I mean, I, let me let me just preface this by saying I was very lucky to be doing what I was doing at mm-hmm. that age. Yeah, yeah. But I remember that there were instances in my childhood when I would ha- where I would have problems with other kids. Oh, yeah. Because I, I would leave school for a couple of weeks, and they're like, oh, you're a big movie star, like yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. Childhood. So, right. So it, it kind of, you know, it wasn't always easy, but it definitely leveled you right away. 
you know, like back in the Midwest, back then, there was no like hoity-toity movie stars. Like they just... <laughs> and you were probably the only one that oh, was yeah. leaving and doing it. It's not like there were three or four right. kids at yeah. school leaving and doing that. Nowadays, it's much more common. Back then, it was like I was the only one that was doing it. It was it was un- it was insane. Probably in yeah. the city. Like yeah. our brains... Right. Are you, are you, or in the town, what is it, town? Yeah, the town. in Warrenville, in yeah. the town, yeah. So in that town, you were probably the only person that was doing that, I right? don't know if anybody else that was, but there could have been. No, so. there was no one. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you. Warrenville we, historian, yeah. John Huck. John uh, you know Huck. what? First of all, I got my neighbors. They do work at the historical museum. Oh, I, I got, but, yeah. but my point, like, we played. I played Little League uh, in Warrenville. Oh, that I, explains. He I loved, knows I loved baseball my whole life. I played Little League at... When we lost or when we won, it didn't matter. We'd go down to the end of River Road. Was it Santa Moses Field? Across, is that why you're bringing Auntie that Across Bibbs? from the town tap was this ice cream Aww. place called Auntie Bibbs. Aww. Now, on the wall at Auntie Bibbs, how if you go into a dry cleaners in Los Angeles, you know all this? Uh, uh, if you go into a dry cleaners in Los Angeles, there are headshots of all the people that get their dry. Hey, Jimmy yeah. Kimmel loves my, the dry clean. Oh, this is great. Woo. There was no, nothing like that even close in, in Warrenville, except when you go into Auntie Bibbs, there were pictures of Senta, like, <laughs> hanging out with Anson Williams and yeah. uh, Donnie Most, who were Potsy Weber and Ralph Malf on Happy Days. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, like Anson Williams is in a director chair, and she's, like, standing next to him. I'm, like, <laughs> I would go in there and be, like, how the fuck does <laughs> yeah, this chick know Potsy and Malf? Like, yeah. how would, like, I loved Happy Days as a kid. I, it blew my mind. My friend Chris was in love with you, like, uh, he, uh, Santa Moses. I'm like, dude, stop looking at those pictures like that. You're weak. Get she's some ice seven. cream and get out of here. Yeah, no, Auntie like, Bibbs. Oh, Mary Gaddy is, she's a close, like, personal friend even still. Like, we still keep in touch with her and her, her family. You said but, she moved to Florida? Uh, no, she's still back in Illinois. Wow, And we've okay. tried so many times to talk her into opening another ice cream store. Like, I used to go into Auntie Bibbs every day and get a Rocky, Rocky Road ice cream on a sugar cone. Like, that was my happy place. I, I got the bubble gum. I was a weirdo. Oh, bubble gum. What bubble gum ice cream was cream? so good. <laughs> Probably cavities. Oh. Like, five out of nine dentists were like, don't but eat this cares? anymore. Yeah, no, it was delicious. Well, when you're a child, yeah. Yeah. But we, but that, but yeah. that was, and then the movie DC Cab came out yeah. when we were, I mean, what year was that? Well, like, let's see. I was 11 when I did that. So okay, that would have so been 70, or no, 85, 86, something like that. 85, 86. So, and you still had not left. No, no. I was, I was in Warrenville until I was 16. Which we didn't know, by the way. We all assumed she was living at the Hollywood sign. Like, <laughs> There Where was all actors well, but go also, to live. It, I guess part of it does make sense though, because you weren't going to school in. I wasn't. Yeah, she so wasn't right going to Wheaton Central. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't. I never saw her again after like one fourth of July. I was like, oh, that's the girl who does is acting, and then she was DC Cab, and that was it. She was gone. I was well, like, you know, why I was at, I was at the Fourth of July because Mary Gaddy from Auntie Bibbs used to drag me into the parades. She loved Neil ah. Diamond, and she would do these big choreographed numbers to a Neil Diamond song, and she would say, "You have to come." So my mom yes. and I would be in the parade every year yes. because yes. you know free. Ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes. That's so. <laughs> that was, my, it takes that was my hookup at eleven. That is so. That is so awesome, and it, it really is. Like when we saw, D, we must have watched DC Cab so many times just because she was. You play a kidnapped. I was, yeah, ambassador's daughter. Right, and yeah. you, you're in mostly towards the end. Yeah. Um, but still. Mr. T, mm-hmm. Gary Mar. Busey, Bill Maher, Gary Busey, the yeah. Barbarian Brothers, like yeah. it was this crazy ensemble cast. And then there's this kid from Warrenville who, like, was just at the Fourth of July. It was, it was, it was insane. We watched that. I met, uh, I worked uh, recently on a hidden camera movie, and we hired a, a guy to drive a bus, and he turned out to be Alan Graff, 
who I looked him up, yeah. and he drove the bus in the beginning of 48 hours, too. He gets shot in the head and rolls the bus at 60 miles an hour. Oh, that's awesome. I looked at his IMDb. This dude did stunts on DC Cab. When I posted a picture of me and him and said, this guy's been working and he did all this stuff, my buddy Mike Wayner, who's the other kid, me, Mike, and Chris had seen DC Cab a bunch of times, Mike was like, Dude, DC Cab? Are you kidding? <laughs> I go, I know. Meanwhile, no one knows what that movie is. No, it's I had a crazy experience at a commercial audition a couple I mean, months nobody ago. Nobody knows what that school that movie is. DC Cab? It's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was a huge hit. Yeah. But You're but 50. everybody know Yeah, but everybody <laughs> knows it. Maybe people our age know it, but I don't know if it's yeah. like, you, you know. can't walk around going, hey, I'm going to go watch DC Cab. Yeah, go, what yeah. Is it's that? not you trending know. on Twitter right now. No, <laughs> it's not <laughs> trending on Twitter, no. I'm familiar with it because of the time and also that also at that point that by cast. then. No, no, by that time, you also have to remember, HBO had become very popular oh. by then. And so you had that kind of stuff, stuff was, was coming airing. back around. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was, I was at a commercial audition a couple months ago, and I went in. I was playing a young mom, and there was this little blonde boy that went in with me. And, you know, we're, you, know you talk to the kids before the audition because you want to they, – they have to feel comfortable yeah, with you. Yeah, you want it to feel natural. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, my dad is an actor. He's like, I've got, he's got a lot of family members that are actors. And I said, oh, really? I said, well, you know, what – what is your dad? What's he been in? You know, he goes, oh, he started naming off these these movies, and one of them was DC Cab. And I said, um, who's your dad? And he said, Gary Busey. And I was, oh my god, what? dude! Like, I'm now <laughs> reading with Gary Busey's son. That's where I'm at in but my life. But that is some full circle full shit right circle, there. Right? That's so crazy. So I walked up to his mom. I said, tell Gary I said hello. <laughs> like, what do you? Like, it was just so weird. It's so weird. I think I've been in this business too long where it's like I'm now meeting the children of, of people the, I yeah, worked you with. Right, when you were yeah. a child. I like, was a child, that's yeah. The, that's the crazy part is you were that kid's age when you were acting yeah. like with his and dad. And now he's doing it. Well, and you know, and as you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll do stuff as kids and eventually they just get out. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. They're just, and, they're, so they, and which is still cool. It's fine. You know, everybody has... They're a moment right. in time, and they're like, I, w- I did this when I was young. I'm out now. I'm yeah. whatever. I'm. But don't you think, like what you said, when it if it became unfun, your yeah. parents would have said, we're done here. That's like, the first piece of advice I give to any parents that come to me. They're like, I want to get my kid into it. I'm like, great. Get them into it. But as soon as they f- say, oh, mom, I don't want to miss football practice, or I don't want to miss the school dance, or I don't want to miss this play date. Then let them go. Let them yeah. go. Because and if they'll, they might come back to it uh, later on, but like I agree with you. Yeah. If if you're if you're amped, I want to go to auditions. I want to go act. Yeah. I want to be in a play. I want to do this. Then what? All your parents, the only choice a parent has is like, yeah, okay, go crazy. Like, right, go have can't fun. Can't force you to do other stuff and and keep you happy. Right. So, but as soon as it becomes like it becomes more for the parent than the kid. Then you're like, now you like I've seen you. I mean, oh. obviously you've seen that at auditions. Like, come on, you gotta comb your keep your hair. Like, right. ah, I hate this, and it's like, get in there. Like, you f- I feel bad when I uh, see so do I. In that I, I just yeah. I don't. It, there's no need for it. Plus, uh, we got enough actors. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? It's like we set. don't need any more. We're good. Like, <laughs> yeah, Unless we could not have any more this. enter the workforce this, for a long time. This is America. America. We got enough of everything, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try something. Right, you love it. Try it. But but again, if it's not fun, I with anything, life is too short to be investing your life into something that's not going to be like you have a very that's a very you have a very positive story you've been able to live as an actor I, yeah. it's a struggle for most people you know yeah, yeah. yeah. it is so if you're not going to be in it for the the love of it then get there's out there's no other reason to be in it i yeah. mean if you're in it because you want to be famous and Ugh, rich god get out. no you're doing it wrong yeah. so dc cab would have been you said you were 11 i was 11 so that was like 3 years after you left annie so did you just just was that the first movie you had ever done uh no i did the blues brothers you when blues i was brothers. 5 Wait, uh, whoa. that's actually where i got my sad card 
That's one of his all-time movies. What? You didn't know that? I just yeah. assumed he... I'm a, I'm I didn't know IMDb because I thought Normally I knew all this I shit. I know you don't do any research. I, do, I listen I, oh, to Oh, you do know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the stupid... My role is to be the stupid guy. You, you, do, you play it well. No. Well, uh, not playing anything, no. unfortunately. No, wait. Oh, so... That's hilarious. At I, the, did or, I say that too much? Is that how you You said it a couple times. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get it. Sometimes it's better just to come in. We call it fresh. Yeah. I like to go into a movie fresh. I don't want to know anything about it. Yeah. I just want to have a pure experience. Yeah. I appreciate well, that, also, Brian. It also helps the conversation, yeah. too. Yeah. Was it, were you one of the kids at the school, the orphanage? No, I was in the scene. Ray Charles is playing a uh, You're in the feather. shake your tail feather I am. scene. Yes, I, I uh, dance. I'm wearing, I've got a lot of hair. I'm all hair. And That's you. A Mickey Mouse shirt, and I'm on top of his car, and then I'm the little person in front dancing. Yeah. That's me. Holy shit. Uh, that's pretty fascinating. I That was the first movie I was ever taken to a movie theater to see at five oh, years really? old. Because in the movie, well, when they were making the movie, they blew up. I lived right by Route 59. Right. They blew up that gas station. Oh, yeah, and that and it sequence. And didn't make it. The blow up of the movie, it, the blow up of the gas station didn't make it in the movie. So it, it wasn't the one where Carrie Fisher had the... No, that was, she blows up... Um, oh, she blows up the tunnel. She blows up the, the tunnel, tunnel yeah. The tunnel, then the hotel, yeah. and then... Uh, um, but then the the gas station Twiggy pulls in and he Dan Aykroyd's oh, got the windshield wipers with the and whatever. Jaguar. Yeah. yeah. So so then there there was a scene where they were supposed to. So I remember like I don't know why maybe I've been told this a million times but I feel like it's vivid. At like four, my dad and his buddies were grabbing beers and they were going up to watch this gas station get blown up for yeah. some John Belushi movie because John went to Sweden Central right. and everybody knew who he was and yeah. SNL and Animal House all that shit. So. Um, he, they went up there, and I wanted to go with him. I was like, "You can't go with a bunch of men drinking beers, blowing up gas stations. Get the fuck in here!" And then when we got to the theater, it was like my dad's army buddy and his kids came down from Michigan, and we all went. And I remember being like, "Oh, this is a movie theater, cool!" And then like hearing the f word in a movie, I was like, "Oh my god, this is a fucking movie theater!" Yeah. And then the gas station doesn't blow up, oh, and my dad's like, "Heartbroken." What the fuck is going? Like, what's this Hollywood crap? Well, right. But I mean, like, uh, my dad has my They're dad just blowing had up a, things and not using <laughs> it. They <laughs> had. A, my dad was not a naive idiot. He un- had an understanding of what Hollywood was and was like, oh, I didn't make the cut. My story was better. 20, <laughs> 25 years later, they put out a, a new DVD a where, they, where they showed the gas station blowing up. Yeah. And my dad was, we were able to see it at that there point. There were a bunch of additional sequences of us dancing, too, because that was like a two-week, I mean, that was like a very long shooting process to do all that dancing. We had six weeks of rehearsal beforehand, and then we go and we shoot this huge sequence, and it's in the middle of winter, and it's freezing out and uh i've already told the story before but i you know i was five when i did it and i was standing on top of john belushi's on the blues mobile doing my little dance and i had to pee and um i didn't say anything and i ended up peeing on the blues mobile and <laughs> so your dna is on the original uh, picture card it is so good. if you have the picture card it's there and you Wha- can you can 23 and me me did you <laughs> meet john and did you meet john and dan Eckert? yeah i met john and dan and and actually um ray charles uh, yes, well, yeah. One would imagine. And, I, I, yeah. Yeah, that, and, yeah, and John Landis actually kept in touch with my mom as I was growing up. He he wrote my college recommendation for USC, and I ran into him at a Taco Bell audition years ago, and it was really, it's crazy. It's crazy to grow up in this business because What was really John Landis small. doing at a Taco Bell audition? Was he directing? He, he's directing commercials Wow, now. good for him. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of money in commercials. Yeah, exactly. I didn't mean to make it sound like that. Yeah. I was just like, that's a crazy... A lot of money yeah, for I'll somebody like that? Not a lot of work. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, after the whole, yeah. Uh, Wait, what? The helicopter. helicopter. 
Oh, oh yeah. no! I meant I meant not a lot of work, as in doesn't. doesn't oh, it doesn't take a lot of time. Yeah, and it's energy not, and money. Yeah, yeah, I mean making a movie. Oh, for God's sakes, yeah. that's years. But of there work. was yeah. For those that don't know, there was a, uh, an accident that happened on the set of the Twilight Zone movie right. where uh, an actor and two kids were Killed. basically decapitated by uh, the blades of a helicopter that mm-hmm. was crashing. Uh, it was a super uh, terrible tragedy, and then Landis was sued over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. His crazy. career took a pretty big hit, but I mean, he does still. He oh, does he does still, still work, direct yeah. things and still work. And you know, as yeah. far as the commercial world, I I run into a lot of feature directors in the really? commercial world. Yeah, a lot it's of just, them. It's good money. Yeah, yeah, it's a couple of days of work. Couple days of work. Yeah. yeah, you get paid. It's I great. I get it, man. Sometimes you gotta yeah, pay those bills. Yeah, but holy shit! I thought side. it is. I thought DC side. Cab was your first movie, but your first movie was the Blues Brothers. Yeah, and after that, I did Things Are Tough all over with Cheech and Chong and then I did DC Cap. So there was one even in between. How did you make it through <laughs> How did I the not Blues Brothers in a Cheech and Chong movie <laughs> and, a not, and not have a drug problem? Like, yeah. holy Well, cow. first off, if she did, then we would have to question her parents because at that oh, age... Oh, yeah. Right. Well, it would have been a huge mess and she, obviously her parents would have been partly responsible. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> so. were, they were good parents. Yeah, it's yeah. always interesting to me when, when kids are in... In, uh, in movies where you know that they can't watch the movie. And I know, oh. and obviously now having been in the film business, I know you just shoot around all that stuff. There's certain things they can and cannot do. Yeah, you do. don't see stuff. Yeah. yeah, like when we, I had shot a film a couple years ago when we shot a scene where uh, the vasectomy was on the screen and all the kids had to see it. And right. so you have to shoot around that stuff. Like initially the director was like, oh, we don't, we'll see if we can get clearance from all the parents. And it was just like, dude, you know what? We tried, and some of the parents were like, I don't care. And then, I mean, quite frankly, what they were seeing, even though they were seeing a nutsack, you couldn't really tell what it was. Yeah, it's like still, a, it's, like it's a still surgery and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so eventually, I think uh, the people that are hired to, you know, the, the teachers and all that, whoever was there, was kind of like, I'm not comfortable with it. And so yeah. finally, we're like, screw it. We can shoot around. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. But like, you forget, like, there's a lot of, you have to be very careful well, about what you expose kids to. Yeah. And I think it's also the job of the actors in the movie, who are the names, to step in and say, this is not okay. I yeah. mean, when I did Things Are Tough All Over, Cheech came forward to the director and said, you know, because in the sequence, I'm standing in a laundromat and he's in the dryer naked. And Cheech came forward and said to my mom, I don't want to. Be don't naked wanna, in front of your right, child. I don't want to shoot this like, in, front of, in front of your child. Yeah. So he was the one that, you know, said, told my mom what was going on. My mom didn't know. You know right. And said, we need to get the child off the set. Yeah. I mean, there was a, a lot of. Thankfully, there was a lot of that in my childhood, uh, the actors. Solid guy. I mean, Cheech Marin has always struck me as a, I mean, just knowing what he did after Cheech and Chong, he's always seemed like a stand-up guy. Really respectful, and and just, I I think that's what actors nowadays have to do, is to protect the children from that. And I want to be very clear, uh, because obviously the director is also a friend of mine, and it's my movie. I think it's just one of those things where, like, you're you get caught up in, in oh, the filmmaking yeah, process. You know, you're you're like, this is the like, scene. The scene is the kids and, see and, this. And, and you know, and they, you look at it and, and you go, "Well, you can't really tell what the hell it is." And then eventually, reason comes in, and you're like, "All right, yeah, fine. Well, there's a way. There's a way to do." As everything. you know, in this business, there's a way to shoot around everything. Yeah. Do your kids want to be in it? Nope. You said you have kids. No, they were in that scene. Oh. And they okay. were in that movie, but they no. No. Would you let them if they wanted to? Eh, maybe. I've done some things with them in the past. I did some stuff with uh, for Disney with them mm-hmm. as well. And um, I was really hesitant. They also show, they don't show any specific, like what you're talking Desire about. Desire for it, right? Yeah, you there's were an interest early on. Like, yes. Yeah, there's an interest. They're always, you're, I mean, look, anybody, any natural human being for the most part would be like, huh, cool. Yeah. You know, because you see how you get treated, like right. how people talk to you and how you be get made special all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can, I can see a kid for just for that moment. 
feeding off of that. Yeah. I mean, but just I think <laughs> I'm a little bit too protective of them. Of like, there's more. Like going back to what I think John said earlier, there's more than enough kids out there that really want to do it. My yeah. kids would rather play football and baseball. Right. So let's just stick to that. Yeah. yeah. And if and if down the road, like I mean, I didn't start acting to, like for money until I was like 25. Yeah. You know. So it's like they don't. You don't there's have. There's no to time do, stamp on. There's it, no there's time not. stamp on any of it. And honestly, if they're athletic, let them do that. I didn't have the benefit of any athleticism in my life. Yeah, <laughs> not everybody is. Uh, I'm not what you'd call good at sports. <laughs> not everybody. Well, most people aren't. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, that's you know that, that that technically that should have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Everybody should play whatever they want. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you did. So you did a couple of those movies mm-hmm. and um, Blues Brothers. Not a couple of movies. Blues Brothers. You said a couple of those movies, and then <laughs> and then eventually you said somebody said if you really want to do this, you got to get out. Is well, that kind of yeah? When I was uh, so I had a manager in Los Angeles at the time and an agent, and I did. The first, I did the, I did the first Home Alone movie when I was still in Chicago, and at that point I had just graduated from high school, and my manager was like, "Okay, look, you just did this movie. It's huge. Right, we didn't know it was huge at the time, but it was like you just did this this pretty good role in this movie. You're graduating from high school. You you need to figure out which coast you want to be on because she didn't think that there would be any work in Chicago, and for a long time there wasn't. Yeah, you, so you, it would have been hard pressed. You wouldn't have worked as much if you would have stayed right, there. Right, right. So I I j- chose L.A. because I wanted to do film and TV, and I came out here and I went to USC, and I've been here ever since. Okay. So that's how the, the sort of the move happened. And your parents still live in Illinois. Actually, they did until a year and a half ago. They moved out here? Yeah, they were living in Warrenville, Illinois, in the same house I grew up in. Uh, They sold the house a year and a half ago, and now they they live three blocks from me. Where? In Burbank. Is that that good? (laughs) It is good. It It was a bit of an adjustment. It sounds a little much, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm an only child. So, you know, my parents oh, are well that, all up in my junk to begin with, which yeah. is great. Like, yeah. thankfully they are. Thankfully sure, I have parents sure. that are really involved and supportive and everything. And there was a bit of an adjustment period when they first moved out. It was like, okay, you can't just bop over. You can't send a text, I'm coming over and And, then sh- and, and already show be at up. the door. Yeah. yeah, like my dad would, like, pull out in front of my house and go, I'm out front. No. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you're not. So it was it was a bit of an adjustment. But now I'm just so grateful because, like, I, I didn't see my parents for you know 27 mm-hmm. years or yeah. whatever that was so it's yeah. it's really nice to have them close just just for the how uh, are they adapting it's hard i mean going from warrenville to burbank burbank california it's it's an adjustment it's i think th- what i mean by that i've the one adjustment i there's two things that that drive people nuts but the, you guys lived close enough to chicago that i think drive people nuts when you come from a smaller town mm-hmm. and you go to a big city Traffic and paying for parking everywhere you go drives oh people gosh. nuts. Because uh, you're in a small town, you don't pay for parking anywhere. Ever? Ever. Why Ever. would you pay to park your car? And, that and, sounds and ridiculous. And after a while, people just start losing their minds between yeah. just those two things. Right. And that's just two things that we're we're used to it. Right. And my dad. So my dad is a vintage car collector, and he doesn't believe that rules apply to him. He's very much of the mindset of I'd rather ask for forgiveness than permission. So we were in North Hollywood the other day going to Vicious Dogs because they have Chicago style dogs. Love it. And uh, we had to pull into a parking lot to pay for parking. And my dad was freaking out. (laughs) Nine bucks for parking. And then we pull into the parking structure and the first like 20 spots are all roped off. (laughs) And my dad's like, why can't I park park here? (laughs) I gotta go up. So what does my dad do? He pulls around a cone and he parks in the area where the stripes are where you're not supposed to park. It's like a pedestrian walkway. (laughs) And he's like, it fits. He gets out and I'm just Lord, I'm thinking. Because uh, you already know what the yeah, yeah, you know yeah. the yeah. end game here. But of course, 
there was no end game. We came back. The car was fine, which enables his behavior. Yeah. Now he's he like, wasn't oh, told. I can do this. I can do whatever right? I want. Yeah, I, can I have park parking wherever immunity. I want. I can do. And he does that anyway because of the vintage cars. He, you know, he'll and you know what? Grass. Does he go to the Bob's those Big Boy things? thing? He doesn't love Bob's Big Boy. He feels like it's a little quickie. Like he's used to the Midwest mentality, which is just everybody talks to everybody. Like it's take very him down friendly. to Portillo's and oh, really? Oh, yeah. So that car group, that day. car group is it's really clicky, really yeah. clicky. And, it's too and bad. it is too bad. You know, he goes to one up in Montrose. There's a Porsche show up there that he loves. So he's finding his car community, but it's yeah. different. People out here, you know. <sighs> I would go back to Chicago when they were living there for the holidays, and we'd walk into, like, a Gap to buy a shirt. And my mom would walk up to the register to pay for the shirt, and she'd have a full conversation with the person behind the counter. Stranger. Like, yeah, total stranger. Yeah. Deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, Mom, just give her the money, and let's get out of here. Because I've got that now Los Angeles mentality where it's a yeah. transaction. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Right. And no now, one's interested. Let's now move. they're out here, and this is happening again. I'm like, Mom, the person at Starbucks does, does not Does not want to talk. Yeah, they're like, lady, please. Right. Just for my, just for my own, uh, just because I know my buddy Mike listens, and because we, I care. Where in Warrenville did your parents live? Like, where is the house you grew up? Yes, in? they lived on Iroquois Court South, so off of Williams Road. So if you were to go down Batavia to Williams Road, you'd cross okay. over the river, and the first left was Iroquois Court South. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, the house that they lived in, my dad built a jack, like a ball and jacks, like a big wood sculpture. So there was a big jack on our front lawn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's where they lived for all those years. Because that's kind of that's kind of down, and that's like a that was a it's a nicer area. Yeah, it was beautiful <laughs> there, but we used <laughs> to side of the tracks. We used to hike <laughs> the good into side. the forest preserve, yeah. you know, and and just roam around there back when you know you didn't realize there were rapists and murderers. In right, the forest it, yeah, you didn't know anything about that, and it also seemed massive. Like I went and rode my bike around there the, oh, yeah. a, a, a while back, like into the Senegal, and like yeah, it's not you're like oh it's not that big. Like I finished that loop pretty quick. I was like man, this was like. Uh, uh, it was huge. It, it felt like a never-ending wooded area when I was a kid. Did so. you ever bike down the prairie path? I love the prairie path. So I, my friend Mia, who used to live in Wheaton, I would get on my bike and and bike down the prairie path to Wheaton, Illinois, and I would yeah. do it at night. Oh and yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, ten yeah. miles. You know, seven miles. I would do it at night with, without even thinking about it. And as an adult, I saw the prairie path, and it's like this tree. I mean, there's like these trees over it. I mean, it's so clearly. Where scary people go to it, kill yeah, others. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could easily be that. I think I'm riding I, on a bunch of needles. But right. I used, <laughs> but not even like I, because I've not even for my 25th high school reunion, I went back and yeah. uh, uh, my buddy, or maybe it was my 20th, my my buddy Chris, Chris Conley and I rode our bikes to the Walgreens, which is there yeah. now. Oh, the Walgreens. Threw a bunch of beer into his kid's uh, like bike cart yeah. that he was pulling, and then drove up Winfield down the Prairie Path, and then my buddy Andy lived. In like a huge house right behind Wheaton Warrenville South. Right. So we, we and they had a like a barn garage thing. And we it was just like high school. We pulled our bikes in there and just got hammered and then rode our bikes home. It was yeah. fantastic. We you didn't know? even lock our doors as a kid. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah, there's there no was none of that. So you said you lived off of 59. No, 59? I I lived I lived off of I lived on River Road. My mom okay. still lives on River Road, right directly across the street from Bower School. Oh. Our driveways are like our driveways one over from the entrance to Bauer. Yeah, I know um, where that is. Been th been there. I mean, they bought that house, you know, before I was born. Um, I, you know, it, it's just it's been one of those things that we've had forever. I wanted for a long time uh, after my dad passed away. I was trying. I was thinking my mom would move out to like Pasadena right. or, you know, out here because she's a social person. Like she gets out and she's not going to sit at home and, and yeah. mope. So I wasn't. 
too concerned about that. But I was like, if she's out here, then me and my brother, because my brother was brother out here Jeff's at the time. Here too, right? He was. Give you more notes he's out, he's not out here anymore. He's in Queens now. He moved. He, he got married, had a kid, and they live in Queens. Does Joe know that? I don't know. I think so. Joe, Uh-oh. my husband, DJed with John's brother Jack. The most random set of Weird circumstances. Tony yeah. Sam, uh, comedian, T-bone. very funny dude, T Bone. Uh, invite like called me up was New Year's Eve. He's like, hey, we're having some friends over. They're also he goes, they're also from Chicago. Yeah, because Tony's from Illinois, and uh, he goes, we're gonna get some pizza and then uh, have some drinks and play some games and then maybe go down to a bar or whatever he said. And I was like, yeah, me and Nicole had nothing. I was like, yeah, we because uh, Tony's girlfriend Lauren is great yeah. and Nicole loves her and it's it's just a they're it's nice a, when couples get along. Yeah, they're yeah. a good they're good people and they're fun to be around. So I was like, let's do that. You know, it, it seems like inexpensive and we'll just have a good time with with close friends and then we got there and the other people from chicago were joe Mikan, who i see and he was like hey i know your brother and i was like oh yeah i think we've met before yeah. and his wife yeah. senta and i'm like she goes i'm i go yeah what are you <laughs> doing so here you're from <laughs> warrenville you're like what yeah huh and i was like <gasps> oh so you guys never knew each other no, no. not till uh, like 2017 new yeah. year's eve oh okay i thought you guys knew each other briefly and no, no, I mean, I knew That's who hilarious. she was because I'm telling right. you, we didn't know Potsy other. Weber. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, we what projects other. did you do with Anson Williams? And it was Ron Howard and Anson Williams. Ron Howard was directing a pilot called Little Shots that I did. And that's how wow. That's how I met him. Yeah. And Anson Williams was in it? Anson Williams, I think, was a producer on it at the time. I could be wrong. I Don't love that those that, Happy Days dudes stuck together. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wha- yeah. Did, did you ever do any rest of development? I didn't, you which didn't. I am so upset about because that was one of my favorite shows. It's still one of my favorite yeah, shows. Yeah, they, they really did a good job oh. with it. But the best. What's, what's in, the, why would you ask that? Because the best scene Ron for Howard's, me, the yeah. best scene for me ever in an arrested development was when, and this was before Scott uh, Bay- Bayo turned out to be a lunatic, but mm-hmm. but it was Scott Bayo was Bob Loblaw, yep. the lawyer. Yep. Henry Winkler was the other incompetent buffoon oh. lawyer. Jason Bateman is standing in the middle of them. And Ron Howard is doing the voiceover. And Jason Bateman's like, you're both idiots. <laughs> and he leaves the room. And Ch- Chachi goes, says he has a good comment. And he leaves. And Henry Winkler's combing his hair. He says nothing. And he just goes, he looks in the mirror and he does his fonz. He's like, hey. Without really saying it. <laughs> yeah. And that when Ron Howard said something. And that was the only yeah. reference. And I was like, what a perfect Happy days I moment. Love that. Like, I love when people nod oh, to their past. It was yeah. yeah. Don't run away from it. I mean, no. Ron Howard, he would be Opie Taylor if he wasn't Richie fucking Cunningham. You know, it's like when he goes on SNL with Eddie Murphy and Murphy's like, Oh, Opie Cunningham. He's like, I'm Ron Howard. He's like, Oh, you're Richie Taylor. He's like, yeah. I'm Ron Howard. He's like <laughs> But I, I mean I love you know people that embrace where they came from because without those shows you know, he wouldn't have the career that he did. And yeah. it makes me so sad when actors, like, forget kind of where they came from and I, I, how they it, ended up where they're at. Have you ever, like, I've noticed, like, I'll see actors, they'll they'll poo-poo something that they think they did that isn't worthwhile. And right. then it becomes, like, a massive hit. Right. And then they're behind it. Yeah. Um, or, or, like, when an actor's trying to get away from a role, mm-hmm. like, let's say... This is a bad example because Lou Ferrigno seems like a really genuine human being. But like, let's say he, he didn't want to nice be to my kid. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to be the Hulk anymore, the right? He life, was trying yeah. to get away from that, so he's trying to do other things. Yeah. But people are only like, "No, dude, you're the Hulk, bro. Right. You're the Hulk. That's it." Like, <laughs> and then eventually, like Adam West trying to get away from Batman, yeah. and then eventually going, "Yeah, okay, I'll go to your signings." Right, and like, Batman. And then realizing that the fans still loved him, like. Right. 
really loved him. It wasn't like a, a, a false admiration. It's like they respected and loved yeah. the show and appreciated him for that character. But I think you sort of, you, you touched on what the issue, it, it, it's the fans. Like, I don't think actors have issues with fans remembering from them from certain roles, mm-hmm. but the problem is when those roles keep you from getting other, other roles, roles, when they say, oh, you're only the Hulk, you you're can't doing play all, yeah. this role. Or it's yeah. like sometimes I think the entertainment industry gets in their head that you can only do one thing and you're only one thing and you're sitting there like, I'm an actor, that's just one role that I played. Yeah. And that's where I think it happens, that people start to try and really push away from yeah. previous projects because it's, it's pigeonholing them. Yeah, and it keeps them from, from getting more work. Yeah. That would be rough. I mean, it's like a blessing at the same time you get to be on a show for so long or do whatever that's so great and then yeah. then you're only known as that person and no one wants to give you another chance. That's why I think guys like Haley Joel Osment mm-hmm. and um, Daniel Radcliffe are so great because yeah. they, uh, they don't really they don't really care about mm-hmm. what you think. They'll go and do some rant like Haley Joel Osment shows up in the randomest weirdest comedies. He's so good and he's always good and yeah. he it's like. He's like, I'm an actor. I act. I like to have a good time. It's like right. it feels like it just feels like they genuinely are like, yeah, you can call me like Daniel Wright. You can call me Harry Potter for the rest of my life. But guess what? I'm gonna keep doing other shit. Right, because it's allowed him to do those things. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, he doesn't. We don't have to worry about Daniel Radcliffe. Like his bills are paid. Yeah, are yeah. Sure? Are, you, are <laughs> you sure? He's fine. That, no, he's fine. That was my it's other okay. question. It's, it's okay. like, do you see money when Blues Brothers airs? I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's crazy it's weird it's weird that's yeah. crazy and I mean, i'm sure it's not an absorb abs- oh it's, it's not yeah, i yeah. mean no it's, it's minuscule it's like but maybe like paying my gas bill but that's still it's sure helpful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but that's yeah. something because that movie's on all the time i mean yeah. home alone the movie's yeah. on all the time yeah especially around the holidays the first one and the second one are on yeah repeat like crazy are you in both the, the first two yeah they basically they kept the family for the second one so all yeah. right so home alone yes stupid guy's gonna ask the question what so all right huh what you got <laughs> that so I he just said you just he just referenced Home Alone. Well, she had mentioned it too, but she plays that you're his sister. I'm his cousin Tracy. Cousin. I'm Uncle Frank's daughter. Okay. Yeah. And how old were you at that? So you were playing a little kid. I was playing 13 at the time. 13, okay. I was Teen. 16 in the first and okay. 18 in the second. Okay. Now uh, you said that you had moved to uh, LA by 16. So mm-hmm. did you get that when you by the time you had moved out here? No, I got that in Chicago. Okay. I did it and then I moved. Oh, because then they probably moved. cast that okay. movie they cast in, that Chicago. Out of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, because it shot in Chicago. Right. That's how I think. It'd be really funny if you yeah. moved out and they're like, like oh by the way you're coming you. back <laughs> you're coming back you're Which stuck would in totally the Midwest. be something that happened too, yeah. Yeah. you know what of I mean? course, yeah yeah That's no so it was after that and then for the second one they flew me back to Chicago okay. and New York where we shot. Well, you know, th- that's kind of, co- uh, I, I will say the nice thing about it is with the second one, there's it's just, hey, we're making it, you're in it, by the way. Like, yeah, it's like it you don't have lovely. to do anything. You're just I like, will, yeah, you didn't yeah. have to reread for the Who part you already got. a sequel got. to anything, anything. right? A you trilogy, know, it's funny, whatever. With, with all these shows getting rebooted now, I'm like, I am so for one of the shows I was on getting rebooted. Let's Reboot do it. it and cast me. Let's like, do I'm it. in. Like, yeah. I'm not one of those actors that's like, oh, I don't, I, the reboots, I'm against them. I'm like, please. If it's going to put me back in that role and let me Here's then, my resume. Yeah. With any of them. Yeah. Yeah. So you. So it's interesting in 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 your in what you were talking about coming out here. You again, it says a lot about your stability. But like you didn't just come out and be like I'm just coming out here to act. You actually said I wanted to go to school. Yeah. Like, school still mattered to you. Like being a part of something else outside of literally just every day waking up, right. obsessing about getting a gig. Yeah. Uh, again, that you it seems like balance is a part is really important to you. I wish I sort. could take total credit for that. I think a lot of that was my parents. Okay. You know, uh, my dad and mom were very involved in my life, and you know, my dad said you have to go to college. His his. And what was his reason for that? Especially because you were doing well. So why well, why? Because did he's you a know. state farm agent, and there's 
you know, prepare plan B. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. okay. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I mean, look, you could be doing great, and then all of a sudden, let's say you hit 18, and you get a weird growth spurt, or you get right. something happens funky, and you're like, oop, I'm not getting any more work. Yeah. Your dad had the forethought right. be like, I'm not saying you're not good at this. I'm not saying it can't last forever, but if it doesn't, just in case, let's not be, you know, having to take. A, a lesser job because you didn't do any kind of education on exactly. top of acting. Exactly, and I think with child actors, there is that danger where you get to a certain age where cute doesn't cut it anymore, and you now have to have the skills and the ability to keep working, and that can be a really difficult shift, and I think my dad probably, not that he thought I was going to be ugly, but like I think he probably but had in his mind, you know, let's let's get an education, and then on top of it, I think it was a conscious choice on my part to move out here and go to school just because I didn't know anybody out here. You okay. Know? So it's like, I mean, I had my grandparents that were in South Pasadena, but that's not the same as like having friends. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. None of my friends moved out here. Did you live on campus? I did. Okay. I did. I lived on campus. I lived uh, in uh, Burncrant, and I lived on the cinema floor. <laughs> yeah, I was living on the cinema floor. I was a theater major, though. I, I was under the impression that there would be some crossover between the theater and film schools, and there was not. Oh. And that's okay. But, uh, yeah, so I lived in Burncrant, and then my second year I was in Cardinal Gardens, which was the apartment complex right across the street, but still part of university housing. So I was, I was down there in the hood for all of it. And did you immediately start kind of meeting people that were also sort of in your same position of like, I'm also an actor and, yeah. you know, more than you'd met in like Chicago or... A lot of actors, which was great because they were my people. Uh, what there wasn't, which I was surprised about, is uh, they weren't necessarily working in the entertainment industry like I was because I kept working all through college. I, it took me five years to get through school because I did two shows while I was there. So it was, it was a little bit interesting to me that the people that I was in the theater school with um, you know, they were just sort of starting where I had. Mm -hmm. You had been. Did you, been feel, in it. did you feel anything? Any like uh, jealousy from that? No, the time? no. Okay. I, I, I wanted. You wanted them to be jealous. I wanted no. I, yeah, I wanted them to be jealous. No, I wanted them to like be doing it too. Like I yeah. wanted to find people that were in the same situation that I was. Yeah. That were you careful about how you talked about your jobs though? I was because you didn't want to like make it seem like you were like, well, you know, I'm I gotta. I'm a working actor. Yeah. You, you find yourself idiots. being. Like hiding aware it of that. I was aware of it, but that started back in the Midwest because as I was growing up, I yeah. found that I had to kind of hide. Temperate. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. And I think as I was growing up, I, I'm even now it's a conscious effort to like tweet and to post. So, like it's something that it's, I have to go. It's not in your nature right, to like, constantly brag about nonsense. Yeah, you, you're like just more you like working. Right. And also because like I, I want to talk about other things with my friends. So I don't I don't really and I didn't really talk about the stuff. But I, I wanted people that were part of that community too, because there is, there is a difficulty in going to auditions and not getting them. You know, there is that's not an easy thing to get through that rejection, learning to, to over deal with that over rejection. Over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And even if you, you know you grew up in it, it's still hard. I mean, even to this day, if I don't get a job that I really want, it's heartbreaking. You yeah. know, and and to have people around that understand that and can say, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I went through it. Like to have that camaraderie is important. And yeah. that's something I'm always looking for is not just the friends that tell me everything they're doing, but the friends that talk about the audition that they blew because all of us have blown an audition. You know, like I wanted I want that around me. Yeah. People who have similar experiences. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and that yeah. are real about it. That will actually talk about it. Talk yes. about the it's, shit. It's that goes not down. yeah, because there is there is a lot of the uh, like online presence has given people the ability or the or the wherewith I don't know what what the word I'm looking for but like the 
the idea that if they put out this front of everything is successful and I'm right. doing well all the time, then then that's how people will perceive them. Yeah. <clears throat> but like what you're saying is more of like the reality of the situation. Not everything is roses. Like no. you should, but but you should also still enjoy that process. Like yeah. you know, if you put in a lot of time on an audition, you get a you get a tape together, or you mm -hmm. go in and you kill it, and you're like, dude, that was great. Like right. I. I even if I don't get something I go in for now, as long as my audition went well, yeah, I like if they say he did a good job to my manager or my yep. agent, then I'm happy with what I did because yeah. that means that that casting director is bringing me back eventually. It's a door open, and then it yeah, becomes a numbers game done. of yeah. how many times before they just go, you know what, just put this fucking dude in something, yeah. so we don't have to keep bringing them in, you know. Yeah, that, that's the mindset that you want to grow to. And, yeah, and, and, and it's, it's taken me a while to yeah. get here. No, it's I, this was not. He just got there just now. It was yeah. just it happened. And yeah. breakthrough. breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, but it, it is something that's constantly challenging, though, you know, in, the, in, in walking away from a role. Because even when I feel like I did really well in the room, I'm still running the scene in my car. I mean, some of my best work has I, been in my car. Uh, on the way, <laughs> my, all my best auditions happen on the way home oh from the audition. I'm like, keep oh my God, why didn't I do that? Put the phone up and keep it running. Keep it running. Yeah. Yeah. So it's huh. like it's it's still that constant struggle struggle to like to let it go. Yeah. You know, it's and 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 social media is a lot of people not talking about all go. of the good stuff <laughs> and, and <laughs> not letting it go. Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's it's hard. It's to hard hard to find that balance in life. I don't brag a lot on the internet. Yeah. But um, when I was trying to get new insurance, I got a, a declined by a company because they were like, "No, we don't insure those types of people." And I was Those I, types. And I said to my insurance agent, who's still in, in Wisconsin, I said, "What do you mean those types?" He goes, "They Googled you, and they don't they don't want to be they they, they oh think no. you're too successful in the entertainment business, so you're too much of a risk." I was like, "I want to take some of that stuff down because <laughs> I didn't realize." <laughs> I said, "I didn't realize I was putting up that big of a false front right, because right. at the time I was like, because dude, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. I'm not doing anything yeah. right now, so I'm gonna go recheck what I'm what I got out there because apparently yeah. uh, not enough people are looking at that for me. I yeah. thought you were gonna say like, could you have that insurance company write a letter of recommendation yeah, to I, a I think producer? Yeah. That joke <laughs> as well, you well. also don't want to say to the insurance company, "I'm a fraud." Like that's yeah, not yeah, the way yeah, to start. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't believe what you see online. That's all fake shit. I'm a fraud. <laughs> I'm a liar. It's what I do. Can I have some insurance. Don't you guys know how the internet yeah. works? None of us are real. There's this weird thing too happening where people are looking at the number of followers you have. So like Twitter specifically, like my agents are like. Yes, you have to have a social presence. It's yeah, so I'm, not, I'm 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 against that. It's I, so I, I, crazy. It's great. I'm I, against I'm, it too, but it's just part of. It's what it is. What I mean, it is. It's not, it's not I've part sat of me, down though. in meetings and people go, "How many Twitter How many followers? followers?" And you're I like, know. "Wait, whoa." Then what? you you know. But here's my thing. At that point, I already know that I've lost them because it's like to me where I'm personally where I'm at. It's like either the creative speaks for itself or it doesn't. Yeah. If that's not if that's not what you're looking for, then I guess we really don't not have anything right anyway. And again, that's just me coming to terms with at some point. And I've had I've had success in social media, mostly on uh, unfortunately the rest in peace MySpace. But I was very oh, early on, early on. Yeah, poor Tom, poor poor billionaire what is he doing Tom, with his life poor now? billionaire I'm Tom. I'm sure he's okay. <laughs> um, but you know, you early stages of YouTube, I was very successful on there. So it's like I had a taste of it, mm -hmm. and it's fine. But I wasn't gonna keep chasing that dragon every time something new came up. Yeah. I was like, at some point, I'm like, I'm out. I can, here, and it's this, okay this is out. what I am. This yeah. is what I am. This is who I am. If it doesn't work out, I I, I'm, I, I had to come. Speaking of coming to terms, kind of accepting. Yeah. Thing. But I do have a question for you. I don't want to uh, have it be about me. So Home Alone. Yes. That's a huge movie. It is. Huge, Didn't huge know it was movie. We were doing it. No. We were making it. Yeah. 
but after the fact. Yes. Probably bigger. I mean, made big, big, bigger numbers than Blues Brothers. Bigger numbers than obviously DC. It's a, my kids watch. My kids watch. My kids watch the movie, right? Yeah. 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 Inside that cabinet over there, Elf on the Shelf. Turn it off, boys. Elf on the Shelf got them like, uh, uh like a, a Home Alone set. box with the. Home Alone pieces, yeah. uh, like the, the movie, like it's still it's like it's, it's a thing. It's a thing, and plus it's also attached to Christmas, right? Yeah. So it's doubled down. It's not a only feel was good it a movie, su- it's a fun movie. But my point is, not only was it a successful movie, it was a successful movie holiday. that also got holiday, which means it's got two legs, yep. right? Yeah. So I'm just curious that impact, how, when you saw it, and what it felt like. Well, when we did the first one, like I said, I didn't know it was anything special, and even after the first one did really well at the box office, it hadn't quite become the Christmas classic the icon that it is. Thing. Okay. Yeah. And even when we did the second one, um, you know, the only way we knew that we were a bigger thing is because there was more security around Mac. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it just like that's how you kind of know, yeah, right? Yeah. But it didn't less really, excess. Yeah. I don't think it really kicked in until I got older that it became a Christmas classic. And it I've only seen the movie a few times, like maybe two or three times tops, because my Christmas classic is a Christmas story. Like right. if I Bam, ever, me too. I mean, Peter Billingsley, God help him if I ever run into him. Oh, because I'm just. Be- I've been to his house, but he was asleep. What? Why okay, were well, you first at his <laughs> stalker, John? That's and where does he live? How, That's how was that ever question. a good way to start a story? <laughs> I went. I was at the comedy store late one night. Like I'm never usually there this late. And Ahmed Ahmed, this was years ago. Oh yeah. I was with a friend of mine, and Ahmed Ahmed was living with him or staying on his oh. couch. He was sharing a. Yeah, he's friends with Vince. Yeah, Martin. they were. They, yeah, they were. They were all. They were all friendly. So Ahmed was like, "Hey, do you want to come back to uh, Peter Billingsley's and smoke a joint or whatever he yes, said?" And I was right. like. What the kid from Home Alone? What or not Home Alone for uh, the kid Christmas from story? Christmas Story? I go, yeah, I want to go. And so we went, and we were like, he had a really nice like. Uh, you walk up these steps, it was a nice kind of a patio overlooked the city. It was a really great place. I was like, where's Peter? Like, oh, he's sleeping. Be quiet. I'm like, okay. So we just stood in the dark. I, I, was say, I would get real loud real quick. Let's wake <laughs> him up. You, you, you would be fine with him coming out and yelling yeah. at you yeah, as long as you get to meet exactly. him. Exactly. And if he came out in a bunny suit, even better. Oh, he, that's, <laughs> those are his pajamas. He's like, God oh, damn come it. On. Yeah. So I yeah. So I just I don't think it really. Interesting. It, so at the time, so I'm just curious, like how. For you, mm-hmm. um, at that point, because you're you're you know you're teen years, right? So you're older, and so you're obviously a little bit more aware of stuff, but yet still growing as a human being, right? I mean, it's a it's it's a big movie with a big release, mm-hmm. right? It, it's it's a studio release. It's yeah. like a big deal in the theaters. I'm just curious, like what your perspective is at this point in your life when you when you know there had to have been some billboards around. There was obviously print ads and television ads and radio ads. It's not like nothing was wet. You know what I mean? Like, so in that world, does it, did you pay attention to that kind of stuff or did you just, were you at this point in your life where like, what's the next project? Not that you were jaded, but you just, it was just a part of the process and you just moved on. I think, I'm sure I thought it was really cool because even yeah. to this day when I see a billboard of a show I'm on, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I take a picture of it and it's like of in my course. phone saved. So I think that was still there, the excitement of it. Um, but, you know, you weren't hanging out at restaurants going, you know, I'm in Home Alone. No, no, I wasn't at all. <laughs> but you weren't like all. that before. Like, I know, I'm just kidding. Like, yeah. I, no, very but if few I know people what, actually do that. But Yeah, but it, it just, I don't think, and even to this day, it's still kind of surprising to me when people come up to me and they talk about how it's a part of their childhood because 
It was your, you were a child. Uh, yeah, and also there's this sort of thing, which I'm sure you understand. When you work on a project, you don't watch it over and over and over again. You're like, I yeah. lived it. Yeah, good. seen it. Yeah, so to have people come up and say, oh, my gosh, you're, or even, like, to post, like, on Facebook, like, I just showed my my children home alone, and I pointed you out, and I showed them your Facebook page, and I'm like, oh, shit, don't show them my Facebook page. Nah, <laughs> it ain't home alone. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. I'm a grown up. I'm an adult now, yeah, everybody. Exactly. Here's yeah. the difference. So it just, it's it's more, I guess to answer your question, it's more of an adult that I've had perspective on the okay. film and what it's back. done. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I had it. I know that I didn't have it at 16, 17, 18 in school, because at that point I was in college, and I was working on another show, and I was consumed with college. What shows were you working on in college? I did a show called Running the Halls, which was on uh, TNBC, was Saved by the Bell, and that whole group. And then I did my so-called life. Those, okay. So those two shows kept me off of... What? How am I... Not, how am I... How did I not... I'm the dumb one. <laughs> you how were supposed to be like, yes, of course. You were my so-called Here, life. Yes. Here's how this was supposed to work. I go, oh, so what else were you in? And yeah. you say something. And then he goes, yeah, you were the character, so-and-so. And, so. and right. like, right. you guys right. have a legitimate conversation. Here's, yeah. And I wait for another stupid question. And you and chime then, in yeah, on... Yeah. 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 Well, way to prepare, John. Here's here's <laughs> here's where here's where my here's my timeline of your career. Well, DC Cab. Yeah. In, in, in my head before we started. D- and DC, then today. DC <laughs> Cab. And then the um, podcast. Uh, uh, I didn't even real. I didn't even put in the Home Alone. And then it was like. Uh, then there was like a Bill Nye show. Oh yeah, Beekman's World. Beekman's World. It was not Bill Nye. Bill Nye. He's a mortal enemy. Oh, of Beekman or well, of not you? Not really. I'm oh. just sort of. Oh, what happened? It. Finally, well, we get to the real shows. stuff. Yeah, okay. the, here's, yes. here's the drama. There yeah. were two shows. There was Bill Nye, the Science Guy, and Beekman's World. And Beekman's World. World. And then yeah. that was the first time I'd seen you on TV, and I was mm. that I was like, oh my god, that girl's from Warrenville. Yeah. And everyone's like, where? And I go, <laughs> my, my town. And like, Aww, who are you? I'm like, I'm a loud man in a bar. Listen to me. So that, but see, all this other, I mean, obviously, you've been working the whole time. So all this other stuff that I, I'm just sort of like learning now yeah. is, is really impressive. So how long were you on My So-Called Life? I did three episodes of My So-Called Life. As okay. I was on the last half of the season. And of course, it was one of those situations where they're like, we're going to bring you back. You're going to do it again. Season canceled. two. And it got canceled. Yeah. Um, but that was very much a highlight of my career. Yeah. Being on that show, I remember that show. I, yeah, that I liked, I loved that show, um, and and the I mean, it's Jared Leto, uh, Claire Danes, Claire Danes. I mean, that Wilson Cruz yeah. pushed them out into the oh stratosphere. Yeah. yeah, and it was created by Winnie Holzman, who created uh, Wicked, and um, Jason Kadams, who has gone on to have do everything. Crazy, yeah, every yeah. TV show is Jason Kadams. Yeah. So there are a lot of people from that show that have gone on to do a lot of other things, but that show was a gift. I yeah. Mean, you know, we read scripts, and there are scripts as an actor that you have to make work. And then there are scripts that you're like, I'm going to do it exactly like <laughs> this because everything is on the page. To do I this. cannot yeah. wait to do this. And that was very much that project. This, the way it was written was everything. the way it came out. I mean, I like, like it, you know, perfect. if you go back and you look at the scripts, all of the uhs and the likes and the stuff that you think the actors just added, the pauses, they were all in right there. there. Yeah. That my, I had a professor in college uh, who would talk about, she was a younger professor, so you know, probably not that far removed from where we were. Right. Um, but she was like, does anyone watch my so-called life? And I'm like, the show from when I was... Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I watched it. You know, and I'm like the only person in the class going, yeah, I watched it. She goes, that show is... And she was trying to compare it to something else because it's perfectly written. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all those kids sound like idiots. And she's like, it's written like that. Right, that's the way you sounded when you that's were that age. That's how yeah. people that age sound. And I yeah. was like, uh, I... Uh, uh, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. That's how I sound. Like, yeah. But that was that was the first time it was pointed out to me, kind of like the ahs and the uhs and the pauses and all the awkwardness is part of like... It was all there. It was so perfect. And that's a it credit so to the perfect. writers. I mean, they were very much on the set with us. 
uh, you know, they they talked to us, asked us about our experiences. Um, Would incorporate that kind of shit into. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah I, so I was booked as a guest star one one episode, Life of Brian, and when I was on the set. Um, Winnie asked me how my experience was, and uh, I said, I, I've got to tell you, I was like, I know Wilson is gay, but I have the biggest crush on him. Like, I am just in love with that man. Like, I just, oh my gosh. And like, four weeks later, it was a script. And I was immediately thought, I'm never saying anything to her again. <laughs> or I'm never going to shut up so that I keep <laughs> right, getting so cast in everything. Yeah, like. yeah. So it was, but, but I, and, and speaking to the other actors on the show as well, that was the environment. The yeah. producers and the writers, they spoke with their cast and they pulled from their lives. So it was real life. It was what was really going on and the feelings that were had. What a great, time. It, you know, when you hear it, the, that kind of makes even more sense now because when that show was canceled, man, people went Nuts. Had the yeah. internet been a thing, oh, right. that show would have come back on in a day. But like, I don't even know if it was the cancellation from ABC because it was on ABC and then MTV bought it and MTV started re-airing it like crazy and that's when it really kicked okay, on. Okay, yeah, I guess you're right because yeah. I did. I started watching it on MTV. Yeah, no, it was on ABC first and I think, you know, I it didn't do really well in the ratings when it was on ABC and ABC then it became the like time this thing. NYPD yeah. Blue and old people. Yeah, and old people. Yeah. yeah. Which are a great market. Sure, yes, sure, sure. If not, you're C- not old if people. If you're CBS. Yeah, I'm just kidding. follow me on Twitter, old people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to corner the market on in the geriatric Twitter community. <laughs> I have a demographic. I have a demographic. When yeah. you, um, um, so you did the theater thing. Yep. Did you Did you see yourself ever doing another theater run, or were you trying to stay in the where the, the money is, obviously, and being able to stay home per se back then before movies were being shot all over the place? But Yeah, no, I, I like the theater. I love, I mean, I, I would absolutely do a play again now, um, but there was a period in my life where I was just really into film and TV. I was into the intricacies of it. I so was that's, you were not looking to No, be, I wasn't to looking to do the theater. theater. Right, right. Oh. I wasn't looking to do theater. I was very much consumed with film yeah. and TV and what was involved with that. Um, and I still love it very much, although I would totally do a play now, too. Yeah, you know? I think at a certain point, yeah. I like to act. So if, exactly, like, if, it was a, if it was a play, it's a play. If right. it's a short on a web series, it's a short on a web series. Oh, it's whatever it is. Absolutely. Like, I get so excited when my friends ask me to do, me thing, do things. I'm like, yes, yes, anything. Do you get a lot of that? Do you get, hey, I'm doing this project. Would you mind? T-Bone asked me to do something. I did a pilot presentation for him. He had tweeted out that he was looking for a sorority girl. And I referred him to a bunch of my friends that were in Second City because he didn't ask me specifically. And I thought he was looking for somebody in their 20s. So I sort of referred him to a bunch of my friends at Second City. And then he sent me a text. And he's like, I actually think you'd be really good for it. Would if you come do it? And way. I was like, yeah. Do you have Diet Coke on set? Yes, I'll be there. That's, like, your, <laughs> that's in your rider? Just that, Diet Coke. Well, that's what it was. I gave it up like a year good in. Good for you because that shit is poison. Well, I gave it up a year and what, 27 days ago, and I'm miserable. Well, at least you're not counting. A year and 27 days. I know this guy that does coke down the street if you want to get some of that. Oh, that's the other way. (laughs) Brian's buddy at the Walmart or wherever you are. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee shop. This is like really coke and coffee. Coffee shop cocaine guy. (laughs) As his heart explodes onto the street. Uh. Jeez. All right, so um, you're out here, you're doing it. Yep. Were any of the slow times out here? Yes. And and how did you adapt? How did you deal with that? Because um, you obviously had a really good, strong, successful run. Yeah. So one, you know, like when you're when when you're struggling all the time, mm-hmm. you get used to that struggle. But I often wonder if like if someone from the get go put on yeah. the gas, yeah. go 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 go, and never really experienced like uh, that really long period of of, of dark time. Mm-hmm. How did you? What did you do? Like how did you? Well. I, there have been many dark times. There have been many years and two years where I haven't worked. 
Um, and I'm not going to pretend like it was easy because it was not easy. It was really, really difficult to get through. And and what I do and still continue to do is go to classes oh, okay. or generate my own projects. Like I just uh, co-created and co-wrote and co-produced a web series that I was in. And part of that was because I wanted to write and produce and thought that would be fun. But a lot of that was just wanting to do something, to have a creative outlet and to have creative control. You know, as an actor, it's pretty much somebody else saying, yes, you can act now. But as a yeah. writer, producer, creator, it's me that's going, you. I want to act now, I'm going to act now. So that's kind of what I've done as a way of finding my sanity through the times where I'm not working. Is fill just the time. Yeah, but it's, it's fill the time with what you love, like right. what you would do, yes. what you would be doing. So basically the thing is. Well, it's either that or obsess and get upset and go right, into a dark and place. Spiral yeah. and end up in rehab. But, yeah. you've yeah. Never, but you've never had to like. Now I gotta go work at Trader Joe's, no, or now and, and because of everything you did as a kid, right. that still sort of helped you make ends meet. And like you said, you're living below your means, yeah. which again is a solid lesson that I wish I would have uh, taken to heart a long time ago. Yeah, I I've mean, always lived slightly above my means. That's, that's really Don't dangerous, especially as hats. an actor. And and you know, luckily my husband works as well. I mean, he's yeah. an editor, so we're 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 okay. But it's definitely the the residuals. I mean, there have been years where it's been all residuals that has through. carried me through. And because I'm not living above my means, I can yeah. make that happen. I can make that work. Um, What's your best well, it makes me want to rent. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Because be right, of Christmas. And it, when it also airs a lot, there's marathon-y types of airings yeah. on TV. Is that where most of it comes from, is cable reruns kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, and I still get DVD, DVD. and uh, internet and foreign. All of that stuff comes in. So, yeah. I say, it makes me want to go home and rent DC Cab a bunch oh, of times please, on Amazon. Oh, pay my bills, John. <laughs> pay my bills. Now, yeah. is any of that, so early on, are the early, and forgive my ignorance on this, because okay. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not an actor by trade, so I don't really understand this part of it, but the deals that you have and the residuals that you are they are they were they better? What you would get from older stuff did that ever change over the years? Do people like do you get less now than well, you used to before? Like is that is that I don't format know the change? answer to that question. And does it does it always stay the same, or does it over time do things get cut back? Is well, there like an arc to it? It's based on what you make. So your residuals are based on what you make per project. Okay. So that that determines it as well, um, and it does. I don't think it trickles off because I feel like the Home Alone residuals are as it stays relatively it stays consistent. relatively around the same amount. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's just basically it's yeah. based on what you make. Mine, mine go up and down. It is based on what you make, and mine go up and down because what happens is like like I did like an episode of Superstore. Now that episode, you get you get the paid for the day, and then you get some residuals when it airs. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it, in reruns, every once in a while, it'll rerun on NBC, but People can on demand it in Australia yeah. and wherever and all over the world. Yeah. And that is where, for, for that particular project, that's where my residuals come from. Well, the first rerun is always the best. Yeah. The first rerun after the initial airing is always the best. And then from there, it's kind of dependent upon how much people download. Yeah, literally, my, my residual checks The percentage checks of what you get low. never changes over time. I guess what I was saying. I don't think so. I don't think so, no. So you, you don't do any paperwork for that or anything like that, right? Or do nope. you? No, I mean, so I keep... So who handles all that I stuff? I keep that's track of... Like oh, no, I, I, I handle all my stuff. I keep track of every residual I get on a, like a But, a I mean, where's the oversight on something like that? So, like, all these movies that you did back, you know, 20-some-odd years ago, mm -hmm. who's actually handling the oversight on SAG, that? to be sure that I get paid. That's yeah. one of the things that they do. Got yeah, because yeah, then they send the checks. The checks uh, come right from SAG, actually. Yeah, three yeah. months later. But yeah. that's okay. That's a whole other conversation. Right. <laughs> but I mean, they don't even go, like, my manager doesn't see it. Oh, my agents no. don't see it. It comes right to me. Well, so. that's something that I think is important to say to 
actors that are listening is be sure that your residual checks come to you because not with my current manager who is lovely and wonderful and I've been with him for 20 years, but my previous manager, my residual checks were going to her and they weren't getting to me and I had to oh. file a whole lawsuit and, oh, and that it, was, sucks. it was a horrible experience and from that I learned everything comes to me first. And then I pay you guys, pay the pay the you, So you just well, arrange for, that through the. But you don't you pay. Write that through, well, because when you sign your contracts, you write who you want the check to go to. Right. So okay. it comes to me. But you don't pay. You, they, they don't get any of your residuals. Not on. Uh, they get the first rerun residual, and then not everything after that. No, are, okay. you t- are you talking about the older stuff? So if she has a new manager. Your new manager does not get. Does your new manager get PC residuals from something you may no, have done? No, not on stuff that I didn't. Right. Work not with but that. But that has to be made clear when you do oh, deals yeah. with them, right? Because yeah. some of them are like, whatever comes in, I get a piece of it. Yes. And so if it's again, coming to them, yeah. then they take their yeah. piece and it can yeah. be a big thing. Yeah, no, those yeah. Sa- those sag chairs. Eighty percent for me, twenty percent for you. Right? Thank you for being my client. And every yeah. once in a while they, <laughs> they rerun a bunch of uh of punks somewhere in yeah. the world and I get I get like I'll get in a week I'll get five to ten checks for I've had ones for zero point zero zero dollars. Oh, that's oh. interesting. And then I've had the the most uh, most was a dollar thirty. So okay. like anything like ten cent checks, fourteen cent checks, like I've had all those. Yeah, I've had the one cent check. I've had the one. I've had no check. money. I'm like, why did you send this? Right. And I the, can't do the anything with this. Cost more. The paper, everything. And, and then having to log it for me, having to log it into my system, it's like it's not even worth the energy. So have both of you submitted any of your checks to the bar residuals? Uh, no, oh, I, I did years ago, did. back when it was the one so in Studio on the wall. City, is it, right? Is it gone? Is it still yeah. there? It's still no, it's still there. there. Can you still submit a check? I think you take a residual check in. And I think now it's like a dollar beer or something. It's not like a free drink or whatever. Okay, yeah, it used, it used to, to be, be free. Yeah. I did years ago because I was living in Studio City for a long time, and I was like, oh yeah, you want under dollar checks, please? <laughs> yeah, here please, you go. Please, I'll be drinking free all year. I got all <laughs> these right here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Residuals. Residuals. It's a bar, everybody, where they give you free booze if you bring in a residual and, and check very, for a great, under a dollar. Great uh, um, business model. Yeah. Just name it after something that all the actors are familiar with. What yep. do most actors do when they're not working? Drink. Out and drink. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, it's socializing, right? Yeah. Like that's a big part of. Um, and you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said when I think when I came out here, you also didn't know a lot of people. So mm-hmm. going to school. That's where you meet a lot of people. Right. And some of my friends from SC have gone on to, like, crazy success. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, and, and it's it's cool to see that, you know, to see that trajectory for them and remember, oh, yeah, I, I remember when you were selling calendars in the dorms to pay for your short film. Like, yeah. That, that's cool to see, but it definitely is a business where you need to sort of meet people and keep in touch with people and yeah i'm i'm i get that's where i kind of fall off sometimes is this my not not being very social not being the guy that wants to go out to parties you know and and really i it's funny i was listening to uh, a couple of podcasts that talked to actors and actresses that have been out for um, you know been working for a really long time and back in the day that's it. That was social media, yeah. was going out and being social out, every people. night of right. the week. And they, this one girl would talk about how, she's like, yeah, I would go to these parties, and then it would be like, what are you working on? Mm-hmm. And everyone would brag about what they were working on. Everyone would yes. show off or whatever. And I'm like, it was basically Twitter and Instagram for... In real, in, in real life. In yeah. real life. Well, I always make the joke that out in L.A., the question, how are you, doesn't mean how are you. It means what are you working on. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's still kind of present. My brother always used to say, "How do you, how do you say, how do you say fuck you in L.A.? Trust me." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, where where were we? Sorry, Home Alone. No, it, 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 we're, I was just talking about residual stuff. So, oh. um, 
you obviously do you, you have kids you nope. just you're married okay I don't. and that, I'm a dog uh, no intentions of of kids and is uh, that well to be honest we tried and it didn't happen uh, okay so, so you were against it it wasn't a career thing or right no like it that. wasn't a okay. career choice yeah okay. yeah so we still might adopt yeah when have you when did you meet Joe I met Joe oh my honey. I met Joe five and a half years ago. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So you're still pretty fresh. Three and you're a half years. Okay. Yeah. And the funny thing about that situation is, so Joe is from Naperville, Illinois, which is the city right next right. to you Warrenville, guys, Illinois. You guys need to door. open up your circle. When we I do, do. When I do. do. When I do that Germany story, yeah. I say this girl had a perfectly Naperville, Illinois accent, and the comments on YouTube are like, I'm from Naperville. <laughs> I know people in Naperville. Yeah. I've yeah. heard of Naperville. And it's, it's, it's like a tourist spot now. It's, it's crazy. It's the second largest city is in Illinois. because of Son of Spenguli or something? No, he's from Berwyn. No, it's Berwyn. Um, uh, but he, it's because it's the se- it's the second largest city in Illinois next to Chicago. That's craziness it's to me. It's insane. It's craziness yeah. to yeah, me. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I ended up going to a party. A mutual friend, Darren, invited me to this party, and it happened to be at Joe's house. Joe was hosting, opening up his home, so the, the play that Darren was producing could have a rap party there. And I walked in, and I saw him, and I went, oh, no, oh, no. Like, I didn't want to meet anybody, but I met him, and it was, like, instant. And then we start talking, and I find out that he's from Naperville. I'm from Warren, but we didn't know each other back then. His no. identical twin went to a school dance with my best friend's sister. We have all these, like, wow. constant connections. Small world. Small world. And yep. then I was a little pissed off. I was like, I could have met this dude, like, you know, Five 20 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Five, 20 years ago and saved myself all of this heartache. But, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Joey. I said, you know what I said to my wife once after we got married? I'm like, you know, wouldn't it have been cool if um, we had met, like, 10 years earlier? And she's like, no. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? She's like, no, 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 don't take it personally. She's just like, we have to become who we are, and we meet each other Dude. when we meet each uh, other. Yeah, there's I, no... But it was so... F- just in that one moment where right. she was like so like... No. Adamant. No. Because like she had a greater understanding She's of like, right. oh, 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 hey, bro, first off, we can't go back in time, so let's not obsess about yeah. right. what woulda, coulda, shouldas. Yeah. Let's just know that we found each other at the right time instead of I wish, I wish, I right. wish. Look, well, I sit here going, what, did you, you have so much fun without me? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, there's okay, first off, she didn't call bro. I don't know why I said bro. Because, I don't know, I do that call Nicole dude all the time. Uh, there, she doesn't use the word bro. I, it would be kind of a, you know, annoying, actually, if she talked to me. All the time. Way. Hey, bro, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> my, ki- I, my kids use it all the time. If I would have met Nicole, like, how long have you guys been together? We got married in 2016. Me and John? <coughs> yeah. Oh. We got married in 2016, uh, about a year after we started doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, and uh, we met in 2013. Okay. So. Uh, Are you crying? Oh, you're getting emotional. No, I, That's I'm so not. sweet. I, I, oh, I, Nicole, he's crying. I he's so happy to have you in his life. I swallowed the wrong. And I'm, you should have just ran with what she was going I'm with. I'm crying. Dude. I'm and so emotional. I know she doesn't listen to the podcast, but you could have had her just. She'll listen. No, she'll listen to this one because she loves Santa. So oh, she'll. I love her she'll too. listen to one. Then you should have definitely said yes. I'm right. crying. But, oh my but, god! But it, it's it's pretty known, especially after I she got to know yeah, who I was cry. in the past. That okay. it, there's absolutely no way Emotion. had we met oh. a, oh, even yeah. a year earlier that we would be together. I mean, yeah. I was such a disaster, and there was she lived in Playa del Rey, and I was one of these guys like if you live more than five minutes from oh. me. You're dead to me. I'm still like that. <laughs> my friend moved to Santa Monica. I'm like, oh. honey, you're west of La Cienega. Bye. You're dead to me. I don't. Yeah. I'm not getting my passport. What out is it with us? It's the problem. Like <laughs> so the funny. beach is just an abstract concept oh, now. It like is. living in being I was, an east like, and I get mad at myself sometimes. I'm like, what a waste. Right? It's so what a close. Waste. I'm, I've I've been out here almost 20 years, and I used to live in Santa Monica and mm-hmm. Culver City. So I'd be on the beach set all the time. The minute I came first at Silver Lake, and now here, mm-hmm. the beach. What is that? No. What is that? It's so far. Do you know how do you know how long it would take me to get there? Like twenty five minutes. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
yeah. yeah, but that that's a legit thing. I mean, I it, it's it's ridiculous, but that's who I just didn't have the patience for. No, mm-hmm. it's just but that's the world we've turned into. Right. That's what bothers us. Like when I was joking about the people that come out here and they get mad about parking. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care about parking. We're like, seriously? When did you move to Santa Monica? Yeah. I don't want to go over the hill. Oh. Funny, yeah. I'll see you on Facebook because yeah. I'm not seeing you in real person life. Exactly. Funniest thing, I had a, I had a girlfriend. I don't know what real person life is. Real I person life. I knew, it, I knew what you meant. I had a, RPL. I had, a, <laughs> I had a girlfriend that lived with me for a time, and then after a while, she was like, I think I want to move to, she had just moved into town, and we were. she was living at my place, and she was like, I think I want to move to Venice. Oh. And I go, okay. See and, ya. uh and my friend goes, I go, yeah, she's going to move to Venice. And he goes, well, good luck. Good luck seeing her, dude. She might as well move to the real Venice because that's <laughs> as often as you'll get out there. And I was like, yeah, I know. And I literally thought with her moving to Venice was us breaking up. Yeah. So I changed my <laughs> Facebook status. Oh, no. And I was at my friend's house. And he goes, really? Do you think that's it? And I go, that's it. I mean, she's moving to Venice. And then I get a phone call. <laughs> what the fuck's going on with your I'm like, I thought we were breaking up. She goes, can we talk about it? And I go. What is there to talk about? You're moving to Venice. Like You're an episode of Sex in the City. <laughs> That's what you I'm are. a Samantha. Wait, am I a Samantha? Or am I, I a, don't know. I'm no, a you're a Miranda. I'm a Miranda? No, I don't know. Uh, just the red hair. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that girl disappeared from my life, and then I met Nicole. Well, she disappeared from your life because you disappeared her. Yep. Well, but but that was my whole thing. Well, the Copperfield, Copperfield. When Nicole said, I live in Playa del Rey, my face was like, well, okay, mm. this is a great conversation. I don't care anymore. I'm never yeah. going to see you again. And then... And then it turns out if you drive out to Playa del Rey at like 12 o'clock at night after a comedy show That's and you drive so back at four, 5 in the morning because you have to poop in your own toilet, then there's really not, the driving's not that bad. That, so if you love someone, just make sure you love them on the off hours. Yeah. Right? right? right. Yes. And then you, you'll sure. have a great relationship. Unconventional. Unconventional <laughs> hours. I will say, though, after ha- having spent many years in production and having driven primarily on off hours because of the long hours, mm-hmm. You can find love, but you will also sadly find a lot of dead bodies because that's oh. usually when they get killed is the off hours. I've seen right. more dead bodies since I moved out here. Okay. Wait, are you kidding or are you serious? No, like I'm serious. Like actual dead bodies? Oh, Where? Well, How? freeway. A lot of times on the freeway, oh, off like on the car side accident? of the freeway. Yeah, because again, you well, know. No, you say that. I'm, I'm from Chicago. I'm half Italian. I think mob hit. You say no, dead no, bodies. No, no, no. Yeah, talking about like your yeah, you. Yeah, no, he means like accidents uh, on the accident. side of the, the road at those hours, times. Like all okay. the just the bad sh- when the bad bad. Also, he found his though. neighbor dead next door, uh, across the street. Yeah, but that was a regular hour. It was, it was a regular, regular hour. hour. I wasn't in my car driving right. to across yeah. the street. Yeah, Steve Martin style. But the uh, oh, um, L.A. story. Good reference. That movie gets you. funnier the longer I live here. Yeah, that's like when I fir- I saw Swingers in college. I was like, that's funny. I saw it when I moved out here. I'd lived out here like a year. I was like, oh no no no, that's hilarious. That's really funny. Yeah, Vegas. Um. And I live on the swinger side of town. That's oh, you do? All, it's all, all the stuff is right around here, except yeah. for uh, 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 Three Clubs. So that's nowhere near here. But no. Yeah, but but a great bar. Great bar, great stand-up back in the day. Back in the day. They did stand-up there, really? Oh, yeah. Three Clubs? Yeah. 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 Brian Swinehart. Swinehart. Ran a show there that I would go up like every Tuesday for And I would go up every years. Wednesday morning. Yeah. Do you go up every night? Oh, I <coughs> Thank you. <laughs> do you guys go up every night? Do I don't, know. no. I mean, I don't think you do either. I know what? you don't yeah. go up every night. I go, I go up. Uh, I go to bed every night, right. very early. I've been working. <laughs> I have children. I've been going on the road more, so that becomes it becomes less of a a hustle when I'm home. Yeah. And like, I'd rather work on like writing stuff and pitching things and trying to sell a show and trying to get auditions yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I don't focus so much on getting out every night. And at this point, like I'm doing all this time doing headlining Zanies in Chicago oh, cool. uh, in April, and I'm gonna try to record my new CD there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, go- I'm going with them. <gasps> Are you? 
April what? Uh, the 17th to the 20th before Easter weekend. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going yeah. with him. I'm gonna should. Do, but oh, you're like a roadie or a groupie. He's not, he's not going Which with one? me. No. Uh, apparently, I'm a roadie, and I'm also <laughs> not going. Boy, I'll tell you what. Boy, that was the quickest way I got kicked off the tour. I just don't understand what you're talking about. Like, uh, you, what do you care? <laughs> well, it was kind of a hint to invite me, but that's totally fine. Oh, oh. It's, he still holds me making him puke one time against him in Madison. All right, so... Uh, before we have to wrap this up, because unfortunately yeah. we're running short on time. And the so construction's getting louder. No, it's not. No. It's I the wish same it was a ghost. Like when I first walked in here, you said the knocking might have been a ghost, and I was really excited about that. And now you revealed that it's construction, and it's kind of like, wow. What if, what if he goes backwards and says it's a construction worker ghost? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think I ever told the back end story of across the street and the ghost of the guy that I found dead, but that's a totally different story. So you're gonna have to listen in the future. I don't think. Yeah, she's gonna definitely that. listen to the podcast after she's on it. I'll tell her. I'll <laughs> tell her afterwards because I don't want to bore I everybody subscribed. on this. I subscribed. Uh, oh, so there you, it is. Karen. Thank you very much. I, for I've that, never by the really way. told the uh, the follow up to finding the dead body across the street because mm. it gets weirder. Uh, so anyway, so you're out here, you're doing your thing. Have you met all your marks as far as you're concerned? No. Like when you look at your life, are you are you satisfied? Where do you see? Like what's let's? She's already said no. I've already said no. No, <laughs> I no, I don't. So you're getting divorced, and you need to get <laughs> oh. back in the game, okay? Because you're obviously losing focus. You can keep the dog. All right. Oh, puppy. Uh, no, I have not met all of my career goals. And so, and those are? Those are, I want to once again be a series regular okay. on a TV show. I would love to continue to write and produce more because that was really fun. You had, you had a my, good time doing that project? I did. I, yeah. I have borderline OCD. I mean, like, I, I, I don't Welcome know, to the club. Or, right? Organized. I really love right angles. I don't but, know what it is about putting things in But that in can right be angles. helpful when you're... Yeah, when you're producing. It's yeah. definitely, I have a mind for that. And I really enjoy doing that. I love creating my own content. So I would love to do that on a larger scale outside of the web series. Mm -hmm. But I just want to be back on set working full time. Okay. You know, that's, yeah. So I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I'm like, I've, I've done everything I need to do. Okay. I'm, I'm constantly. But you're satisfied with what oh, you've accomplished. Yes, for sure. I'm very yeah, satisfied. Yeah. I'm very grateful for yeah. everything that I've done, but I definitely don't feel like I'm done. Right. And I, th I think the, the kind of the, the beauty of acting it's, is that you don't ever need to be done. No. Like you can, it's something like, I, I understand like you want to have like sort of a retirement plan in place or you want to have, you want to be able to kind of be able to take it easy in your later years. But at the same time, there's roles for all kinds of people yeah. in all kinds of things, doing all kinds of different shit. So it's like that never, if you love acting, you can just keep doing it and you can keep yeah. doing it and you can and keep doing roles, it. And uh, they get even more interesting as you get older. Life experience. Yeah. The people become the, more complicated. Right. The, 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 the interaction with other humans is, it's yeah. not, I mean, when you start, when you were a kid, you know, Annie is fun, but yeah. Annie's a musical, right. singing it's, it's and like dancing. Different. Like, then you move on and you right. start to act in things where you're like, I got to have emotional connections with people. Right. And it just becomes a, it just becomes a very interesting um, job to have and a, and a, and a thing that you never really have to stop doing. Cause no, I mean, one of my friends who's a casting director, she, she was joking one day and she said, I could totally see you one day being one of the little old ladies coming into my office to read. I was like, that's going to be me. I'm yeah. going to be the crazy little old lady that's been doing it her whole life. Yeah. I mean, it, ideally it's not because you definitely have to have that money and it's because you want to do a right. part and have fun. And well, the second it stops being fun, I'm out. Yeah. So you I still, mean, that's you still your mentality. Like, but you've never seen yourself doing anything else. Oh no, I'm not qualified to do anything else. Okay. Yeah, at this I, point. I literally have no other skill. Like, yeah. I mean, I, somebody said to me once, you, uh, my brother-in-law was staying with me, and he's like, oh, do you work on Excel? And I was like, oh, a what? Like, <laughs> I, I excel at a lot of I, things. Yeah, yeah. I, I can excel. I have no other skills. 
no other skills. You could, but I bet, I mean, if you could be a, pr- a producer, you you, yeah, you have the skills and the knowledge of the, within the entertainment yeah, industry. That's yeah, that's still in the entertainment. That's still but yeah, in but the your world. day job would still have to be sort of wackadoo and not like a regular nine to five. It had to be like production. Right. Wackadoo. I think I would go nuts behind a desk nine yeah. to five. I think yeah. I would lose my mind. Yeah. And, and the beauty of production is there's an end game. Like you see an end. Uh, an end product, right. and then either that product gets picked up and you do it again, or, or you're done. But right. and you cry yourself to sleep. But there's but there's an end. Whereas like if you're working, you know, State Farm Insurance, just papers, papers, yeah, papers every day, more papers, and that just doesn't change ever. Nope. And like and that's I'm not saying that's a bad job or a, not or not. A, a it's terrible, a different job. It's a different job. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's one that I I don't know. I could do. I think I can do because I've done that. I've done filing. I've done all that. I could do that for the rest of my life if I had to, and mm-hmm. not really. But again, I wouldn't be thinking about it. I wouldn't be invested in it. I wouldn't yeah. be going home and thinking about it and like, you know. And your mind's constantly working and thinking of new ideas yeah, and jokes. Yeah. yeah, which I think is 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 kind of helps your just getting older, you know, that I'm always kind of trying to think of something yeah. different. So, I don't know. Have a family and then you can spend your time Are with the house. Are you going to have a family? Re- you asked me. Are you having a family? Uh, uh, Nicole we, is I mean, he having a family? Nicole is my family right Aww. now. Um, I don't we're not we're not in any hurry to do anything. Yeah. You know, we I got nice we furniture. got we have some nieces oh. and nephews. No. It's hard when you get attached to a couch. <laughs> I get it. I yeah. get it. They're gonna wreck everything. That's why we have a sectional down here. <laughs> it's easy to get this shit out when it gets destroyed. <laughs> just toss it on the curb. <laughs> Curbside alert. Piece. That piece is jacked. Let's get that out of there. Well, it's just smaller now. And it's just a had, smaller couch. And then I you had kids so they could carry it to the curb. Yeah. <laughs> I discovered slip covers because our puppy, he's not really a puppy, he's like a 90 pound boxer. He's a huge Ooh, dog. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he's got his own couch, and we had to get slip covers because. I got. I moved on from that. We we, yeah. were, we were slip covering when the kids were younger. Mm. I mean, it's our our wood floors upstairs. Oh. Once we removed the um the the carpets, yeah, destroyed because you saw you saw the secret spills. Because oh. kids aren't like really big into letting you know, hey, no, because they don't so want to you know, get in I trouble. Just, um, <laughs> I just dumped a shitload of stuff over there, liquid-wise, on the floor over there. No. Instead, they're like, well, that happened. Moving on. Right, you I put a basket or a pillow <laughs> over it and move on. Kids, I mean, <laughs> even as like a sort of adult, like I remember coming home and like. Fighting with my brother in his room, like I was, I came back from college or something. We, sp- I spilled a glass of milk, oh. and like we cleaned it up as best we could. Then he just moved the cabinet yep, out, like o- over the bit. over the yeah. stain. There it is. Eventually, they got rid of the carpet in there, but yeah, it was shocking. Uh, <laughs> when I was growing up, my my mom is very into modern contemporary design. We had white carpeting everywhere, oh, the whole house. God. And when Christmas came around and I was a teenager, what I asked for for Mud? Christmas was red carpeting in my room. Ah. Like, I just needed a little bit of a break. Something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, we couldn't wear our shoes on the carpeting. I mean, it was white everywhere. It was like a yeah. museum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you guys good. didn't have plastic stuff on your furniture. No, did you? okay. no, but, but it was because I was taught not to, right, right, you know. Right. Eat on the furniture. Yeah, not to mess stuff up. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. Well, thank yeah, you for having Sansa, me. thank you. This has thank been, uh, we've been trying to do this for a year, but uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, Mike Wayner, Chris Conley, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, I what hope up, you. Warrenville boys? <laughs> I hope yeah! you. En- I hope you enjoyed Did you that. Just give Warrenville horns. I yeah. A shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I was gonna do this, but then I was worried what that meant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, do they still live in Warrenville? Yeah, Chris lives actually next door to the house he grew up in. Um, oh. uh, where his parents still live there. He's got. Uh, a couple of kids, and uh, yeah. he's love. He's a teacher. He's yeah. and he's a, he's a he's such an oddly patient. I watched him help his kid with a bike tire, and I looked at him and I was like, "Did you learn that patience from your dad?" He goes, "What? Fuck no!" 
Because <laughs> I mean, our like parents back then were like, "What? You're doing it wrong. Give me the goddamn bike tire." And then they would just do yeah, it they for would do you. It for you, absolutely. Yeah, my buddy Mike now lives in the city. Uh, he's got a, a, a place, um, a split level that he rents out. Mm-hmm. But he's he works in the um, he works at like a, a, a trauma a back spinal injury trauma places like a rehabber. Oh, he's doing okay. good for the world. Yeah, bo- yeah, both of them do great, amazing things, and they're and they're guys that I see whenever I go home. Like. Yeah. Like I'll see Mike in April a bunch. I'm going actually. I'm going back. I'm going to be in Madison uh, with Dan Cummins at the Comedy on State uh, next week, February seventh, eighth, and ninth. I'm still just featuring, and I had to uh, anyway. Um, uh, and then we're so one, pr- where we're going to win, wear one big shirt. I'll take the left side. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing it back, folks. We're bringing it back. And then, uh, and then I'll probably see those guys when I'm home for like, because I'll fly into Chicago. I try and get back at least twice a year. If not for anything else, just a deep dish pizza. I mean, I got to get a good slice of pizza. I like you like the deep dish. I like that she pub style. Eat. I like still like Al's. From oh, the, Al's. Just, I, just Al's pizza. That thin crust, hot lava. Arnie's. Did you ever? I have loved Arnie's? Arnie's. We ate Arnie's all the time. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, Arnie's. I had him on speed dial. Yeah, I, all my. Bu- I got a couple of buddies that worked at Arnie's. I mean, that, yeah. Uh, that's a f- the most hilarious thing is that like pizza places themselves are home to like the biggest stoners oh. or the weirdest dude, weirdest and like, dudes. and you're always getting your food from there. Like, and you don't even care. You're nope, like, I don't care. No, nope, doesn't and what matter. You're all about just give me my pizza. I'm sure some of your weed fell in there. I'm I'm okay with it. All right, uh, Santa, thank you so much. And uh, anything that people can see you coming up on, you oh, want to plug? Yeah, you can stream my web series, Badge of a Quitter. Okay. www.badgeofaquitter.com. All six episodes are up there. Perfect. Bam. We'll put, I'll put a link to it yeah. uh, on the when I post it on, online. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course. This was great. Thank you. Brian, thanks for being you. Yeah, yeah I'll go tell those guys to knock it off. Next door oh, now. sure. Now. Now. now tell them. Well, I wasn't able to do it during the podcast. No, right, you're right. You, didn't, you're you right. wanted to yeah, have your full it. attention. Yeah. I understand. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And, uh... <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 